everyone. Welcome to another episode of Drop Frames here on this. Uh, is this the final Wednesday of October? Jesus, 2020. Hey, thank God 2020 is almost over. We got two more months, guys. <laughs> almost there. Yeah, we're almost there. We're almost there. How long do you think this two more months is going to actually take? You know, let's not talk. We don't have, a, we've only got three hours, Zeke. Uh, <laughs> I don't know if we could really encapsulate an answer in that question within the allotted time, but uh, yeah. Hopefully it goes quick. We'll see. Uh, Cody, do you know what episode this is? 169? I'll take it. That sounds good. Nice. Sounds good. Yeah. Nice one. Yeah, <laughs> sounds good. Uh, we got a lot to talk about Twitch DMCA stuff. Uh, I know I deleted my VODs. Cody, you deleted your VODs. Zeke, did you delete your VODs? Are we VODless? Yep. Oh, boy. All right. We're all well, three new streamers. We just started uh, last Friday here on the platform. Pretty much. Yeah. Well, uh, I know J I know you, JP, you're pretty diligent about uh, uploading things to YouTube. Yeah. Um, the only things that I was uh, concerned about was the stuff before, you know, I had um, regular uploads to YouTube and stuff. Same. But uh, um, thankfully, you know, I had someone help me that, uh, like, a, a an employee, I guess, you can call it since I pay him. Yeah. Um to help me do those all the vods and shit but watching it like going to my videos and seeing like you have zero highlights and like yep. one past broadcast because you just finished it yep it it was that's weird i'd like we've we've saved all the shows here so we have like you know every episode of drop frames all the way back yeah. to like state of the game right but we don't save for the longest time uh we didn't do vod uploads for just like playthroughs or um just different things so like that kind of sucks uh there, there were definitely like streams throughout the 10 years that i'll remember but won't have vod footage of um but at the end of the day like would i rather have that vod footage uh and not have a twitch channel uh <laughs> no not really i think I i'd think rather valid yeah, yeah i think i'd rather have a twitch channel uh <laughs> mm -hmm. the other thing too uh not that this is this is more focused on me but uh since we didn't have any vods there was no reason to have a paywall anymore so i removed the paywall on the channel for our vods for the first time in eight years uh and so like i'm curious to see how that goes from like a business decision um hopefully a year from now i'm not regretting that decision but for now it seems fine uh especially today uh you know with a High profile guest. I won't have to answer uh, when is the VOD going to be uploaded to YouTube a thousand times. I could just say go watch it on Twitch because uh, you can watch it right now. There's no paywall, which will be nice. Um, but yeah, the the VOD stuff, the DMCA stuff. Um, I don't think there's really any other way around it to say that it just it sucked. It is what it is, but it it there's it's not a positive thing, right? Like no one was excited to delete their entire history on the platform, um, and I nope. think a lot of the statements that i saw on twitter while might seem a little bit hyperbolic uh like a lot of history of the platform was was deleted last uh last friday or even before then um from like you know esports events that don't have um different vods and, and everything chronicled on youtube channels or um just general twitch things that happen for specific streamers across the board it uh it was not a good situation but it's a better situation than everyone losing their channel. Um, I, the other thing too is, and this is a question I have for you guys. Uh, do you think it was an overreaction on uh, streamers part to delete all the VODs? 
One second, I need to address something. Oh, okay. no, Mac, your bad behavior is not gone with the VODs. <laughs> um, that will be remembered forever. That lives within all of our hearts. That's true. So there you let's go. just make that clear. Okay, noted, noted. Okay. <laughs> uh, do you guys think it was an overreaction uh, on our parts as streamers to, to delete all that stuff? Not the way that Twitch addressed it. When, when Twitch introduced so much, we all, especially the longer you've been on Twitch, the more you understand how this DMCA stuff works. You understand not only from the perspective of the DMCAers, but also from Twitch's perspective that their hands are tied. That if this stuff comes through, they are not going to, arguably as they shouldn't, do anything to prevent it from shutting down our channels. Because yeah. we are the content creators, they are the service we are on, and that is the extent of our relationship. Even as somebody who is signed with Twitch on a more official level, that is still how this relationship functions. Yep. So when Twitch approaches you and they say, look, like, we don't know what's going to happen. Other people are deleting their VODs and we're not exactly telling them that's not a bad idea. Like, obviously there was this big kerfluffle with clips and stuff earlier where actual strikes went out. Um, you know, at, at that point, it's just a responsibility thing. Um, like, I got, in, Wait, uh, I got did, into it a little uh, bit with a guy. Real quick, did any actual strikes go out? Or well, were there... we don't know for sure. Yeah. Um, if, if they have, it's been kind of private. One thing that okay. is kind of interesting that happened is there was a well-known guitarist for a, a group called Dragon Force named Herman Lee and his channel just got banned. Yeah. So he, I, I don't, as far as I know, and this may be, he may have talked about this publicly since then, but as far as I know, he hasn't mentioned anything, but a lot of people were like, he played a lot of Dragon Force stuff on his channel. So maybe it's, and, and other music as well. So maybe that was like the first casualty of the dmca war but uh, again we don't know like as far as i know he hasn't said anything publicly about it so but no there wasn't like there was not a clipocalypse like there yeah. was a few months ago where like tons of streamers were reporting that thing. it wasn't like the friday and i was worried this was going to happen actually it's not like the friday time rolled around and the floodgates opened and the dmca injunctions poured into twitch or anything like that um yeah. so yeah we're, we're still waiting on that but going back to what i was i was saying uh, a second ago I actually kind of got into it with a guy on Twitter because he was just like, yeah, you know, you should have left your VODs up and fought the system. You should have taken a stand. Yeah, against I saw the a NBA. lot of that. I even see and that in like, chat right dude, now. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, I don't think people understand that there, there's no stand to take. These are laws. Yeah. And if we get hit by this stuff, that's like, you should go murder somebody and take a stand against laws. <laughs> you know, it's like, yeah. no, if you murder somebody, you're going to jail. If you, if you, if you steal something from a store, if you shoplift, you're going to jail. It's just, it's, it's a black and white issue. This isn't right. a take a stand issue. If anything's going to happen, it's going to happen via legislation. It's going to happen via laws changing. It's, if anything, it's going to happen at the Twitch level. But even then, this is a law that Twitch has to follow. So they would just get shut down. Yeah. The music industry wouldn't bat an eye. So it's the kind of thing where there, there is no fighting the man in this instance. And especially if little channels get taken down or even big channels, they removed one of the top earners from the platform like three months ago. Like obviously Twitch, isn't <laughs> Twitch is not going to like, you know, fight for channels here when, when the DMCA stuff comes through. If legal stuff is involved, the first thing Twitch does is take a big step back. Right. So that my that's, understanding, that's what we know. I, I, so, I, I will preface the statement that we're not lawyers, but my understanding with DMCA is if Twitch gets a DMCA strike, they must comply or else they use their, they lose their safe Harbor license and the entirety of the site will get shut down. So Twitch is kind of in the same space as us where it's, it's like you can remove a partner, you can delete a VOD or you can lose your channel. You can lose the entire platform. 
uh, is the way that I oh, yeah. think I understand it. Uh, granted, not a lawyer, so that might be a very simplified understanding of it. But yes. yeah, it's it's uh, yeah, it it is what it is ultimately. But yeah, for all the the comments like, oh, you, you know, you guys should unionize and fight it. It's like, no, it's not <laughs> not necessarily also, the right the time the day, to do that. The the thing that's important to mention is a lot of the DMCA stuff. Some of it's not, and that's a big issue. Um, but a lot of the DMCA stuff is like spot on. Like there are streamers that play pop music to thousands of people. You can't do that. Like it's just again black and white. Like you can't like you can't make money. You can't like sell subs and get tips and stuff while you're using somebody's music. You don't have a license to do. That's that's how it's always been. Yeah. So a lot of the stuff that's happening that people are like stand up to do that. I mean, at the end of the day, that's that's you trace that back far enough, and you're basically saying like, yeah, that artist shouldn't get paid for somebody just using their stuff without permission. So, I mean, there's, there is legal stuff in here that makes sense. It's just, it's kind of at the extreme because there's like faceless giant multi-million dollar companies that are, you know, doing it for their gain instead of the gain of like the artists themselves. Yeah. It's, it's an intermediary that I think makes everyone angry. But the, the concept is something that needs to be there. It's just like the, the action, the actual execution um, is definitely a little heavy handed. Yeah, for sure um so yeah. we'll, we'll see I was what in happens the, the, yeah i was in the same boat of like do you want to uh risk your entire career that you've built for many many years uh because you don't want to delete vods or you don't want to like play music that is safe or whatever and it doesn't it didn't seem like a choice it, it was just like well gotta do it everything's gotta go then you know yeah and uh, as sad as it is uh i i think we were warned about this for years i remember years. well maybe i maybe i uh feel the sting or, or or felt the warning a little bit more prevalently because when i was on uh justin tv uh the first thing i did was not uh not video games i did like i tried to do like a mystery science theater type thing where I would watch bad movies and make, you know, funny comments over them. And I, you know, emulated that. And I played copywritten movies. Like, they're yeah. totally full-on, like, copywritten. And my channel got banned from JTV. Yeah. So, for DMCA. And I realized, like, okay, so they don't even have to do anything. They don't have to warn you. I'm nothing. They just, like, cut my stream in the middle of my stream and banned me. Yeah, yeah. That's... So how it goes i felt that sting and and then from that that point on like any any hint like of music like like dmca stuff i stopped playing certain artists like oh i thought that was safe now i will never play that artist again you know like that kind of shit yeah yeah it was funny cause <laughs> i mean I was... hell when i started playing watchdogs i turned off the music yeah same here i was just like not it's not scary. risking it and i was doing like i was doing a sponsored stream for watchdogs and uh and i looked up in my management and and i was just like hey what should i do about the music and my management was like probably turn it off <laughs> yeah. yep i did the same as well yeah probably turn it off and it was weird i was playing far cry 5 with my with uh my buddy sarkulich yesterday and we get into a car and immediately it starts playing like i don't remember what it was just a regular song from like the 80s like from a band you've all heard and i was like by the way how do i turn it off yeah it sounds like me back back when i do my fallout 4 runs you walk you zone into an area 
and there's like a radio on somewhere in the area. So there's like this mad dash, like looking around, like, where's the radio? Where's the radio? Where's the radio? You know, just like being as loud as you can while you're searching for this thing. Oh, my Lord. Scary. Yeah, I, that, <laughs> I, I was like, I don't need to delete the VODs. I didn't play that much copyrighted music over the years. And then Barry was like looking at them. He looked at the first VOD back in like, I think it was like February, late February of 2011, maybe, or maybe even 2010. And like Sting is playing for some reason. The first ever VOD on my channel. It's like, all right. Maybe I was an idiot back then and had no idea what I was doing. We should just delete everything. Uh, and so, yeah, that's how I settled upon that. Uh, it's interesting. Somebody just said something in chat. Kind of like someone similar was like, you know that when you're doing a sponsored stream and turn off the music, you're presenting the game in an area that's not the full experience. And it's yep. like, yeah. yeah well, you. even even to one up <laughs> that, uh, a lot of the contracts that uh, occur for influencers when it comes to playing a game is that the VOD must be kept somewhere for um, either people to go yeah. and watch or for the, the sponsors to go and watch and, and verify that everything happened. A lot of those VODs were deleted. A lot of those contracts could be said that they were voided on the influencer side of things because the VOD was deleted. You broke contract there. So that's another I'm interesting thing. going to make a couple thing. of calls. I'll be right back. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I, I know uh, there's the past couple of days have been interesting hearing some, uh, some different stories from different creators about different things that they did that no longer has a VOD uh, that they have not received payment yet for uh, and maybe won't receive payment for. And then you look in it. their dashboard and it's like, you know, sorry, you avoided this. Yeah. yeah. So your bond, it wasn't there. A little weird. Like, um, lot, lot of things that uh, you don't really think about uh, at all until it until it happens. But yeah, for all and the, also uh, now that Twitch has received like an official letter right. from from the music groups, basically saying like someone just linked it in my chat. They're basically like, yep. dudes, like you've been doing this for a long time. We're getting tired of it, and we got our eye on you. Like it's basically saying like yep. get ready. So that makes it even more important. Like that's 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 a big old note to us being like, yo, we need like you need to do this properly. Um, you know, like, yeah, this is this is a big deal. Yeah. I won't spend too long think, or we shouldn't spend too long on this, but like the thing that they that that the RIAA and the major industry groups sent is like a little ridiculous. A lot of things that they say in here, there's there's specifically one statement within the um letter or whatever that they sent that says that like influencers were profiting off of the music uh and it's like yeah yeah that's not necessarily why people don't tune in because i'm playing the latest and greatest snoop dog track <laughs> like, that's not necessarily how that works and the only so. channels that were just like playing radio stuff was basically monster cat yeah stuff back in the day like yeah. there there really aren't like just radio channels playing songs yeah um Anyways, uh, Zeke, I think you were gonna say something. Uh, passed. It's, it's gone. It's gone. Okay. All right. It's yeah. gone. Sorry about. That. No, I, I I was gonna say something oh. and then I and I got stuck on. I wonder. I can't remember what the RIAA Actually, stands for. Recording. There, there is one like really good point I was seeing in chat. Yeah. And honestly, I could especially see someone from outside of Twitch looking at this and going, "That's exactly what we're talking about." Song request tips. That's true. Yeah. So those streamers were profiting directly from people wanting to play licensed music on their channels. Oh, that's what I was going to say. Yeah. Like might be true. So yeah, that's actually it, kind of a, that's kind of a big deal. Yeah. They, they make, they have, everybody makes uh, overgeneralizations 
about like the the music you play and that, and that kind of stuff it's it's the idea that anything on your stream anything on your stream helps you make money so mm-hmm. if i like take a sip of a monster and monster's like hey you were getting paid by somebody else while using our product right just like in a movie or a commercial like you know how they turn labels or they like in video games they make it like oopsie not instead of pepsi that kind of shit like it's i mean if you throw such a wide blanket it's gonna you know sound scary to anybody funny enough when i worked at mlg one of the roles uh is a producer that i had uh when casters would drink water on stream uh or or like on the the casting station um they had to remove the wrappers on it for that very reason and i still remember Mm -hmm. multiple times (coughs) excuse me when a when a caster would like take a sip of an Ozarka bottled water or whatever. And the producer would be screaming at me in my ear uh, to get it off the desk. So yeah, it's a thing. Yeah. And someone just brought up like, and, and this is, this was a really interesting point that actually set the internet on fire recently when a, a Google Stadia employee tweeted something similar about games. Sure. Um, but somebody just brought up the point, like, you know, it's kind of a dated thing to be licensing songs like that because of the exposure that streamers give these kind of things. And, you know, like uh, uh, he specifically said, it's the same thing that happened with video games. It's advertising. If a game has that music, then the more the game gets bought, the more attention is brought to that music. And here's the thing. Like, in some cases, that's correct. Like, take Among Us. Uh, you know, take J- All Guys. Like, these games were skyrocketed into success from streamers. But the thing is, it's not always like that. And particularly, I think one of the biggest things is it's taking the choice from the person who has the license. So it's one thing if somebody goes like, yeah, I'm totally cool with that. Like, yeah, absolutely. It's going to get me more exposure. I'm fine with it. That's great. But if the person's in the opposite mindset, then they're having that choice taken from them. And of course, they're going to be like, I'm not okay with that because I'm not the one saying that that I'm okay with you using exposure as a reason. You know, I don't want to be paid in exposure bucks. Basically, that's not going to pay for my meal. Uh, I want money, money. Right. <laughs> so yeah. it's it's an interesting situation. Also, it's so hard to tell like which one would be more beneficial. You know, like it's it, in some cases it's obvious, you know, all guys and among us, like clearly it's super obvious that exposure super outweighed any licensing that would have been done there. But sometimes it's not always the case. Um, you know, like sometimes it's, you know, when when a when a streamer plays like a hit song from a new artist and it's terrible and everyone hates it then it's like, okay, what if he just prevented sales instead of the people that went out and got it? Now, obviously that's good. You know, people aren't buying a shitty song, but at the same time, the person who made the song is like, I would have made more money if you didn't play that. You know, I put my heart and soul into that. Yeah. So it's like, it's, you know, it's a, it's a, it's a weird situation. Um, but I think a lot of it just comes, comes down to choice. For sure. Mm. Um, you think there, there will ever be a day where, like artists or publishing company because it's it's i'm of the notion that if you play a song on your stream sure it could be said that you're making money off of that song just by playing it yeah but i i know for a fact i've sold a lot of music to a lot of people just by playing it on my stream so net gain for the artist do you think there will ever be a time where artists and publishers like go we're going to release this and 
we don't want it to get flagged for DMCA, like ever. You mean from like, like, you a, that'll be an like a Taylor Swift or someone of that stature is what you're saying? Yeah, uh, yeah, 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 exactly. Um, I mean, I think the artist would probably say like, in a lot of cases, they're okay with that. I don't think the suits would ever be okay with that though, <laughs> right? Like well, they might get the more saying, exposure like, in the long run, but the suits, uh, they, they want the money, right? Like that's, it, that's the main goal of a business. Do you think they, that's what I'm saying. Do you think they sell more? Or they make more money by selling it to like commercials, or they sell more of their songs by letting people just use it. That's I mean, a, I mean, it's a, yeah. It's a, it's don't, just a, we don't know the answer. I'm just saying, like, do you yeah, think there'll like ever a, be a date? I don't know. That, that's a little bit of a chicken and the egg ar- argument. Um, yeah, sure. It's just hard to track data ways. Interesting but, to talk about, though. Like, yeah, but yeah. yeah. I mean, that 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 you can trace that premise back to all sorts of interesting discussions about like how it could and should work. Right. Yeah, I don't. I don't know if we'll ever get to that. Uh, the only thing is, days. like, well, despite just, what we think, despite what we want, like, and and this goes back to the start of the discussion. Like, we are bound by what is. So, like, it it doesn't. It all the discussion, all the the you know, we could talk into the ground until our faces are red. But at the end of the day, we have archaic DMCA laws that we have to respect until something changes. And unfortunately, there is no force in this world currently that is working hard enough to change them. At least, not that I know of. Because I haven't changed in years and years and years, and I don't think anything's on the horizon. Yeah. So it it really kind of sucks, but that's just kind of where we are. Yep. Yeah. Mm. That and uh, there's a lot of content creators, friends of ours, that didn't delete vods. So. Yeah. I'm I'm worried. I'll say, but like it's their decision. If if they don't want to delete vods on their channel, that's up to them, right? Like if they think they have a clean track record, by all means. Um. I just don't. Dude, I stopped even using like parts of my soundboard. No more best around. Oh, yeah, I no deleted all that. Hill. Yeah, all that stuff's gone now. Yeah, I I changed a lot of that. If it's uh, not from well. a game, then I'm not touching it. <laughs> and even even just, then, I, it's still a little scary too. Yeah. I just started uh, making my own version. So instead of using Nickelback singing "Look at this photograph," it's me singing it badly. <laughs> nice. <laughs> I uh I I decided to go a little bit direct with it and I and I used to have the toss a coin to the Witcher soundbite as my top like my tip sound if it's over a certain amount. Right. So I was playing Hades a couple nights ago and he's and he's playing the harp terribly. And at one point he just goes, This is a sound. Perfect. There you so go. Now every every time like it just this is a sound. Beautiful. Oh. Beautiful. Yeah, I, I think I've seen a lot of creators do that with like, you know. Things like OC Remix and and different um, game soundtracks are definitely what people are flocking to. But I've also seen like some of the biggest creators on the platform just straight up play copyrighted music as of like last night. So, you know, <laughs> it seems it, it's still the age old scenario where like big thing happens with DMCA, two or three days pass and everyone's like, all right, cool. Let's go back to playing some more copyrighted music. Um, so we'll see what happens. I, I think time will be the the test there hopefully no one gets banned and no one gets dmca'd for all that shit but yeah the hope is that it's all just a threat exactly exactly yeah just hope it's a big big threat uh before we move on to uh to more news i mentioned yesterday uh at least on my channel that we announced another guest that we have lined up um so sometime before the game awards which is december 10th uh jeff Keeley has agreed to uh to come and join us and, and chat about co-streaming and uh just what he's been up to in the industry um so wait a minute the game awards are on december 10th yes same day just as cyberpunk. Like cyberpunk 
Yep. Yeah. Wow. He, he also stated Cyberpunk, I don't uh, think, is eligible for the Game Awards this year. Um, which makes complete sense. Makes sense. Yeah. Because, I would yeah, certainly no one, hope no one who's going to be voting is going to have played it. So, yeah. Makes perfect sense. Yeah, exactly. Um, so yeah, we'll, uh, we'll hopefully have them on, uh, and, and announce when we're going to have them on properly, uh, in the next couple of weeks. So look forward to that. Anyways, uh, we mentioned cyberpunk. Let's go that direction, uh, for the new cyberpunk was delayed again, uh, yesterday. Um, I yeah, a... I'm, I'm really sorry about that. Oh, are you taking the blame for it? I was going to take the blame for it as well. Why are you taking the blame for well, it? Well, uh, CDPR called me a few days ago. Yeah. And uh, they noticed that my Witcher playthrough wasn't quite as far along as they were hoping. <laughs> so um, okay. I'm, you know, I just started Heart of Stone and, and I, and I asked like, is there any chance I could get like two weeks? And they said, well, would three work? How's December 10th sound? And I said, well, uh, yeah, I could make that work. And um, about 15 minutes later is when the announcement went out. Okay. All right. Well, you know, Making those money moves. Right. No, I mean, silver lining, we get to finish blood and wine fully now, which is great. It's good. That's good. They, look, they moved it the first time because of my wedding. I'll let you take the, the fourth time because uh, of your Witcher playthrough. So it makes sense. It makes sense. Uh, I want to say yeah. they moved it because of me because I would still be playing like a dragon while everybody else was playing <laughs> Cyberpunk. And that was just fine by me. That was totally fine by me. Yeah. I was good with that. They're trying to get the entire now everybody's going to be playing like a dragon longer and I'm going to be fucking shoveled to the back like a dude. Real talk. Yeah. I talk about like a flood of emotions. At first, I was like, "Like, oh god, I'm getting trolled hardcore." Then I was like, "Oh god, CDPR is trolling us. This is ridiculous." Then I read it and was like, "Oh god, this is real." Then I was like, "Wait, now I can play Yakuza." Like, like it was just like Mine this rollercoaster of emotion. Yeah, yeah, it was crazy. So, like right now, I'm I'm actually like not horribly disappointed about this. I don't think like, any now we can play is. Yakuza early. You can probably check out. Uh, um, Freaking the, the horde of other games coming out, like Medium's coming out around then, uh, Empire of Sin, we've got Demon Souls, we've got, uh, like, there's tons of great games coming out around then. So, yeah, I mean, cool, we'll have plenty of time. Yeah, the only thing that sucks is for PoE streamers. Uh, that yeah. is super unfortunate. And also, like, so uh, World, 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 yeah, World of Warcraft is also supposed to launch mm -hmm. their expansion around there, but I don't... Uh, oh, yeah, Spider-Man, Spider-Man, yeah yeah that comes out on the 12th or whatever but yeah there, there's so many games around there that it was just like we made a joke uh in, in my like the calendar for the stream um that week was just so stacked from like the 10th to the 19th was just one of the most absurd weeks i can think of in terms of Bloody. game releases yeah and so i made a joke like please delay again was in the notes section of cyberpunk and that was on sunday and someone in the chat said like hey remove that get that out of there we don't want to delay it again it's like there's no way and i deleted it sure enough yes yeah it got delayed. So <laughs> it's interesting because one of the questions I've been getting a lot is like, do you think they'll delay it again? And my response to them has been like, here's the thing. I love CDPR. I do. They're my baby. But at this point, it's like a fool me once situation. Yeah. Like, you know, they like they have delayed it so many times. Like, do I think I'll be playing the game on December 10th? I'd love to think so yeah you're right but at the same time it's clear that the decisions being made in that regard like i mean you you read like the the letter that they announced for the december 10th thing thing <laughs> they could use that exact same letter on december 10th yeah like it's just a whole bunch of amorphous like hey we got a bunch of stuff we're working on we want to make the game as good as we can like that exact letter could be used december 10th um for another three week to a month delay but like i was saying like i i think folks 
are less angry about the fact that we're getting cyberpunk later and more angry because they feel like their time is being mishandled. They feel like they're being lied to. Like, I, I almost really wish, and I've talked about this a lot on stream, I really wish, I know this isn't really feasible when you have a game of the size of cyberpunk and you have retailers and everything, but I kind of wish they would just be like, look, we're not going to give you a date. <laughs> yeah. And when we're ready to release it, when, it's, when we, we know for absolute certain, we'll let you know. Like, we, we are just going to put it in, coming soon, and then when we're absolutely sure, like, when we, when we duct tape the boxes with the console games in them. I think that's already done. Out when it's coming out. No, well, no, that's the thing. According to the letter, like, they're still working on stuff. They've got nine platforms they're working on. Like, there's a bunch of, and they, they said COVID, like, all sorts of stuff, but. Yeah, I, I think yeah, I, like, just, I, I think people are more burned by the fact that they feel like they're getting hoodwinked with yeah. these release dates and so much less about the fact that the game's actually taking a long time. Um, oh, oh, yeah. This, OK, but that's the thing. It has gone gold, but that doesn't mean that they have everything printed and shipped and ready to like go out the door. I think that's primarily think does, what they were though. doing. Like they, I think it like, so gone gold means that you have you have the code image was burned like, to disk or the final version, but they're working the on day zero patch, but then putting them on the hundreds of thousands of media and getting those organized and getting them ready to ship and getting all their boxes and stuff ready like that the logistics behind it all um i believe is what they're kind of like quasi claiming is is what's going to keep longer but who knows man i yeah. mean i don't know. think that's anyway. wrong or i don't think that's right but it doesn't matter really it's, it's semantics at this point it's it is. it's basically it really me is. proving you wrong or you proving me wrong so it doesn't matter at the end of the day. <laughs> um, but yeah you're right like eh. they got to finish everything that that's, I that's the bottom line. Line. I, I mean I'm still excited, man. I don't care. And if I if we're playing it in February 25th of 2021, cool. I mean, whatever. When we get one chance at a release, I'd much rather be good than have some rushed out the door, main quest broken, shit's crashing. Like, Hot. Do what you got to do, man. Do what you got to do. Speaking of that, random tangent. Did you, you, see, stuff we can do? Did you see what happened to Watch Dogs uh, today or what they, they came out and said about the Xbox Series X version is just like not playable after a certain point because it, I, I think it likes makes the series x overheat and shut down uh yep. during some quest or something like that during the mission 404 yeah yeah oh the xbox one x not series x okay there you go thank you, you for the clarification that. that's amazing yeah that's that's what they don't want put a, i put a poll in my chat do you think cyberpunk will actually release on december 10th and 69 percent said no nice nice, nice. Um, for the record, though, if you're if you're voting yes, you are delusional. Um, like, and, and I and I, I I love CDPR, but I mean, this is definitely a situation where it's like, just look at the history. Like, just just make your bed. Don't get your expectations up. Yeah, I, I hate saying it. Trust me, I hate saying it. But don't get your expectations up for December 10th. Something else may happen. Um, something else will probably happen. But you know, just stay excited and be ready to, to play it when it gets here. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's a bizarre thing. Uh, there we go. The biggest challenge for us right now is shipping the game on current gen, next gen, and PC at the same time, which requires us to prepare and test nine versions. It's all sorts of stuff while working from home. So I think that's where I got that. But yeah. It, yeah. Yeah. Well, they also where said... it might seem unrealistic when some say 21 days can make a difference in such a massive complex game, but they really do. Mm. They also said some like of you might investors... also call go ahead go ahead they send an investors call that like it's good to go on pc and next gen platforms but they're working on current gen right now that's what's delayed um they're still, they're still trying to compress everything for stadia 
I mean, it might be a real deal. You never know. Oh. <laughs> you never know. Um, yeah, it, it's a crazy thing. Never expected to see that. Um, I, I do think that, like, that game has reached a, I guess, a boiling point or something when it comes to, like, the conversation around it because there's so many different things uh, things just to before the game's even playable there's just so much conversation about it of like uh you know the delays if the devs are being crunched the devs are still being crunched and all of that stuff um and and so at the end of the day i just hope that that game does come out one day and so <laughs> we can actually see what it is you know that that's what well, i'm looking for one to. day one day <laughs> just one day so yeah out of curiosity you guys know offhand what the original release date the very first one we got was it was, oh, it was early this year. Yeah, it was September. Yeah, I think it. No, no, no. It was. It was April. It was my. It was the wedding. April. It was April. Yeah, April fourteenth, sixteenth. It was right before oh, the wedding. Day. The chat, yeah. yeah, and it's been it's been delayed four times. That's like <laughs> you clean the fir first floor of a mansion and go. All right, we should be done cleaning this. Hey, sir, there's an upstairs. Fuck. Yeah. All right, never mind. I'm not going to be done. My who didn't tell me that? Yeah, three times. Yeah, three times. Or I guess three delays. Yeah, four four different dates. Right, that makes sense. Still, I mean, it's 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 pretty like six plus months of delay for for something that they've been working on for that long. That is, wow, well, man. I mean, you wow. tossing COVID and like makes a lot of sense. True. Right. Yeah, they're they're not in a, a studio. Well, are they back in studio or are they all still working from home? It's a little bit different situation in Europe than it well, they, is. They specifically said they're working from home. A little bit. Yeah. Yeah, yeah a little bit of a difference. While situation. working from home is a quote from the announcement. So they're still they're still remote. Gotcha. Gotcha. Uh what else was their news? At least this morning, uh like an hour before we went live, AMD had their uh GPU announcement. Um we don't necessarily, we're not the tech people here. Uh, I did ask Power GPU, who we've had on the uh, the show in the past, um, and his back of the back of the stream quote, whatever, uh, is that it's an amazing deal, especially the 6900 XT. Um, so I think the 6900 XT is the 3090 NVIDIA equivalent, uh, and it is about $500 cheaper. Um, I think it's coming in at 999. Um, I think the other thing too is that all of the benchmarks provided were AMD benchmarks. So probably going to wait till that stuff actually gets in uh, reviewers and consumers hands and actually see the benchmarks there. But yeah, it seems like also, it's going to be competitive at the end of the day, which is good. There is absolutely no possible way they didn't know what they were doing with the 6,900. Yeah. I was thinking about that too. Like the, the marketing team knew, right? I swear to God, they're going to come out with their first ads and it's just going to be a, it's just going to be a picture of the card. And then under where it's going to be a black background and at the bottom in just like Times New Roman. Nice. <laughs> they had to have known. If they did that, I would buy one immediately. Yeah. There's no, no way they did. Or not, nice times 100. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Lord. Ours is a hundred times they, nicer they, than like, the 3080. If, there you go. If these things are right, like if these stats are right on that, it's going to be such an interesting thing that happens because so the 30, the 3090 comes out, everyone gets super hyped about it. It sells out everywhere. Yeah. 
you, can't, you just can't get them. So there's literally thousands and thousands of people around the world that want to spend money on this card and they can't. And then all of a sudden here comes AMD and they're like, we got the same thing, but cheaper. It's like that, that is, that is a beautiful position for AMD to be in. Yeah. Um, yeah. Especially, especially if they can keep up with demand. That's the big thing, right? Like if they, yeah, right. if they can't keep up with demand, then just by the if sheer... they actually are able to do that, that's going to be pretty wild. They're yeah. Gonna, they're going to make some serious bank. Just by sheer interest, then there would be more AMD oh, yeah. console or consoles, geez, AMD PCs out there than, than NVIDIA ones. Cause 3080s and 3090s are still fucking hard to get. Uh, they they are still constantly sold out immediately whenever they whenever I check every couple days. Sale. Yeah, I I haven't seen any place in stock for 3090s for a huge amount of time now. Yeah, it's it's rough <laughs> for sure. Um, I don't know if there's any other uh really big news for us to cover, so we could probably jump into uh, games unless you guys have something or your chat saying something uh in the world of news handful of articles I, I guess the ps5 stuff came out yesterday the embargo was lifted on that so a lot of people are giving their impressions on it apparently that controller is a big deal that's the like biggest thing i saw out of so many different people that have it is that that controller the the dualshock 5 is like a big step forward um good to hear yeah, skill up was I, I think the the quote that i saw that that uh i don't know if it's hyperbolic but it was it was a quote that that struck me Skillup was saying that there's two next-gen consoles coming out, but there's only one next-gen controller coming out in two weeks. And, like, that's a pretty bold thing. Um, I think also uh, Giant Bomb had had Jeff Gersman, their kind of, like, head of the site, who generally is pretty uh, even keel when it comes to stuff. He was very excited about the controller as well. So seems like it's going to be a big deal um, for sure. We'll see how that goes uh oh yeah i guess there was some news this morning about the uh, uh the director for halo infinite left i haven't seen that story so i don't know the full details on that um and it might be something that's still like getting all of the story but what is this uh jason schreier saying bloomberg scoop halo infinite director and longtime 343 executive chris lee has left the project uh this is the second halo infinite director to depart in two years and another sign of the game's turbulent development. So that's a shame. Um, obviously, Halo Infinite's a big thing for for Xbox and something that they probably use as a flagship for that uh, that platform. Um, so we'll see what happens with that. I'm sure some more news will come out from it over the next couple of days. We we might be able to ask someone about that later today. Uh, <laughs> maybe we'll see. Right, we'll see. We'll see what happens. You know. Uh, let's talk about games. Co, I know you were playing something that I have not played. I think you played and beat it yesterday. Uh, that was like the Genji Simulator. What's the name Ghost of that Runner. game? Ghost Runner. Yeah. How's How's Ghost Runner? It was fun. It was It was like a lot of times I'll play a game and I'm like, you know, oh, that was okay. I feel like Ghost Runner was like a little bit more than than okay. Uh, clocked in than, just over five okay. hours. Um, it was. It's a very interesting game. It's a one hit kill game, so you get hit a single time and you are gone. You are dead. Uh, it's very fast paced. The controls are relatively crisp. Um, the world that you go through, very cyberpunk, very, uh, very cool, like lots of neon colors and stuff. The levels are kind of fun. The enemies are interesting. It has like a little skill system in there. Um, the music was great. Very driving, driving themes. Um, all EDM, uh, kind of like heavy synth work and stuff. And uh, the main story was 
pretty pretty entertaining as well. Love the character design and stuff. Um, but yeah, it was it was a fun game. I finished it and I was like, this is pretty good. It didn't overstay its welcome. I would have liked to play it a little bit longer. I think like I was having enough fun that I definitely could have gone like seven to eight hours. But at the same time, I don't know if the story could have supported seven to eight hours. Um, like it was a it was pretty basic at the end of the day, but it was still enjoyable. And uh, I definitely had a good time with it. I was looking for your VODs. Are you just deleting all VODs now and putting them on YouTube? All gone. <laughs> okay. Because, yeah. Unfortunately, we don't... oh, for those, for those about YouTube. So uh, the guy that makes the music is named Daniel Deluxe. <coughs> and uh, and like I said, I, I love the music. Um, but the problem is that he tweeted out like, hey, if you're streaming or putting this on YouTube and you're having any issues, you know, let me know and we'll take care of it. Well, he put all of our stuff on YouTube and deleted the VODs thinking that would be fine and then got hit with like 20 plus claims from Daniel uh, Deluxe's yep. company. So I had to stop apparently playing like I had a good selection of his tracks and I had to stop playing them, unfortunately. Yeah. Yeah. The first one he actually got removed. Like uh Red Eye Monster, my <laughs> YouTube guy, was like, Yeah, this is looking good. Like the first claim disappeared. But unfortunately, we're still waiting on all the other ones. So until we get full until we get everything cleared, um, everything is private right now. But we're hoping um if Mr. Deluxe uh stays true with what he's saying on Twitter, uh, we're hoping that eventually it will get all out there gotcha i i don't know if this is a result of <clears throat> oh i think that was just a result of me loading i was gonna say that they even pulled like <laughs> they dmc'd the steam the steam trailers with the music in it but that was just a case of it not loading i was trying to find actual gameplay of it so people could see um what it's like would you call this a first person uh what was that game that came out <clears throat> that Mirror's was Edge. oh okay i was i was trying to think of the indie game that was only boss battles with good music Oh, you mean, oh, oh, Fury, Fury. Fury. Yeah. Is this a first yeah. person um, Fury? No, it's, okay. it's, it's mo there are bosses, but it is not, it is not bosses. It is mostly a running game. So similar to mirror's edge where you're given like walls to run on. You're given like, uh, you, you enter a big room and there's platforms and places you can use a grappling hook and you have to kind of like puzzle out. Okay. How am I going to get up there by running on that wall, jumping over there, hitting that button, you know, stuff like that. So it is primarily mirror's edge with a cyber sword. Um, there's also some really cool slowdown mechanics. You get some powers as well. Um, yeah, but it's primarily like, a, a, it's not a walking simulator. It's a running simulator. Interesting. Okay. The sword. What? There is a sword ninja cyber game that's in VR, but it's not this one. Is that accurate? Do you know what I'm talking about? Or is it this one? I think I remember what you're talking about. Didn't didn't we see that in like a, one of the shows? I think that was in like the Xbox show, wasn't it? Yeah, that's not this one. I remember specifically in that one, there was an outdoor environment. Everything is, the whole premise in this one is that you're in a giant like megalithic skyscraper building. So there was, ah. there was no outdoor environments. Okay. Um, yeah, that's something different. No, it's not Fruit Ninja. <laughs> Thank you. Bright Memory, someone's saying maybe, or, or Sorrento. Thank you, Chad. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah. I, I, I guess this, uh, it seems like this necessarily wouldn't be the best VR game with how. I don't think it's fair to call that game a running simulator. Well, no, it's, it's more of like a, it's like a first person ninja platformer almost that has a whole lot of like, it's super fast, tons of wall running, you know, grappling hooks all over the place, sliding through, you know, like you'll, you'll get up to a big ramp and slide down and you have to like slide into the first obstacle, jump over the next one, slide over that one, jump up run off three walls grappling hook to the next area so it's it's kind of a like it's like a obstacle course in a lot of ways i don't i'm not sure i'm sure there's a genre name about it mm. it's very mirror's edge if you want to know like if you want a game to compare it to it's it's mirror's edge 
gotcha. um, with more speed, more cyberpunk, and more violence. A lot more violence. Gotcha. God, I I'm... parkour game. Yeah, maybe <clears throat> parkour game is an interesting way to say it. Yeah. I'm realizing the significance of the fact that before last Friday we don't have vods. I was gonna look at Zeke's vods, and all we have is laser shoot Larry. Uh, <laughs> so, <laughs> there's no more indie stuff from weeks past. Fuck. Right, <laughs> yep, that's all gone. That's all gone, homie. Yeah. <laughs> well, dude, especially in like. Are you, are you going to start putting this stuff on YouTube or something? Z? Oh yeah. Yeah. No, the, the plan is to, uh, leave the VODs up, uh, for a week and then upload them all to YouTube and delete them. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. Makes sense. Uh, well, Z, uh, you finished, you finished, I assume by the fact that you played some more Far Cry five yesterday, uh, you finished the, the leisure, leisure suit, Larry. Well, that's hard to say for some reason. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, Title? I did. Um, okay. We talked a little bit so about you can't it last find, week, but I can't find any vods on that. No, no, I we have vods. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. I played and finished uh, Leisure Suit Larry. Uh, Wet Dreams Dry Twice <laughs> is the name. They're going. They're going uh, for the the James Bond ish like parody titles now. Because the first one, the the first newer one was. Uh, Wet uh, Leisure Suit Larry, Wet Dreams Don't Dry, oh. and then this one is Wet Dreams Dry Twice. Um, Doesn't even make sense. And it's uh, <laughs> it's I mean it's it's uh, Leisure Suit Larry. It's point and click, updated graphics and all that stuff. Um, I will say that this one started off by being very much Leisure Suit Leisure. Oh, fuck. Now you right. can't say it. <laughs> it started off uh, very much being a Larry. Oh my game. god, I love what you're I'll wearing. Larry. I'm sorry. Yeah, he's got the jacket on. I, yeah, oh, dude, I wore. A, I, I got. I got. A, I had a white uh, suit coat, and I just found uh, a couple of shirts to put underneath it while I was playing. Beautiful. And a lot of people came in and commented how uh, how dapper I looked. Yeah. Anyway, uh, it starts up very much like a, like any other Larry game. Um, you're trying to get laid. It's a. You're actually looking for your, uh, the love of your life, Faith. And she has crash landed on this island. Um, and you come to this island and you're trying to find out what happened to her, where she went, stuff like that. And along the way, you meet other uh, buxom, uh, hot looking females that, you know, you want to bone on your way to finding her. And, you know, you you do. You get to. Which is kind of a departure from old the other Leisure Larry games because uh, he was always the lovable loser who never got what he wanted. You know, he never like he would try and try with his bad jokes and his puns and just like really juvenile humor and, and all that kind of stuff. Um, he he reminds me of a lot of Michael Scott from The Office where he's like, <laughs> that's what she said. You know, there's a lot of that's what she said stuff in this game. And it's unapologetic about it, which I absolutely love. Um, there's some uh, there's some sexism. uh I wouldn't say like misogyny, but like it's it's like a uh, like a Porky's movie, like uh, like that's a way old reference, but like like a um, sex exploitation, meaning you go into it knowing that there's gonna be like boobs and balls and dicks and all this kind of stuff in yeah. like in the game in the sculptures in the background you'll see like a palm tree that looks like a penis and stuff like that. So there's gonna be there's lots of that. So it it's forgiven because 
they don't try and be subversive about it. It is in your face the whole game. Sure. But it starts off like a regular game, and then it gets, like, surprisingly point-and-clicky, like, puzzly. Like, there's a section in the game where I actually got stuck and kind of a little frustrated because the... I, I swear to God, and I will, I will die on this hill if you've watched me play it, that the translation, because this uh, was made not by the original company who made the old Larry games, it's by a German developer. Oh. And uh, the Weird. translation of the clue to one of the things is very fucking confusing, <laughs> um, the way it's worded. Uh, and so I got a little stuck because it seemed like the clue was contradicting itself and yada, yada, yada. Um, but, uh, it was like a satisfying puzzle game, like in, in parts that I did not expect, you know, for a a Larry game. Um, all the humor is there. It's got a surprising amount of content. I think, uh, it took me, let me see. Yeah. It took me like 23 hours. Like I, yeah, you spent some time with it for sure. Granted, granted it's me. And I take a lot of time and I bullshit and I make jokes and all that kind of stuff. Sure. So I'm guessing it's probably like 12 to 15 for a normal person playthrough. Um, but it had, it had a lot of content, great voice. Every line is voice acted, which makes it, you know, really easy to, to stream and stuff. Um, I will say that one of the really cool parts is um, someone from uh, Assemble Entertainment, one of the devs came in and hung out with us for a couple of hours and just, Chat and bullshit, and I might be I might be getting like a leisure suit, Larry, like robe. <laughs> but I mean, oh my god, I would watch Zeke. I would watch fun. that first for sure. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. No, yeah, you think yeah. I'm gonna yeah. let yeah. bare skin touch something yeah. like that without giving it a good cleanse? <laughs> <laughs> um. Well, yeah, it's fun. The the only drawback for me, well, not not for me, but the only drawback generally of the game is it's on the spendy side. It's uh norm the the normal price tag not being on sale is thirty four ninety nine. Now the reason the the reason why I bring that up is because for most indie titles, I'm used to a price tag of twenty or below is usually like the price tag for an indie title. So having something that's fifteen dollars more than that is always something like I think it's worth mentioning. I'm not saying it's not worth it. It was definitely worth it for me. I loved it. I yeah. had a blast playing it. Um, but it is on sale for thirty percent off until November sixth, right now, so for twenty four forty nine. So, uh, that's just worth mentioning. I had a blast with the game. I think it's uh, I was I was, I was kind of kind of worried when it was when it was being released. Like, I didn't know if they rushed it out or they just wanted to, to capitalize on the last game because last game did did okay, but it's it's a solid game. All the way through, uh, it doesn't feel like any part of it was uh, rushed or not polished or anything like that. Um, if you go on Steam, you might see mixed reviews because when it released, the Russian translation of the game was fucked. Apparently, was like it made it made the game unplayable. So like the first day, it had mixed reviews because half of the reviews were from Russian people being very pissed off. <laughs> Uh, understandably so. <laughs> sure, sure. Is it uh, is it yeah. voice acted? I see it a lot of di- dialogue in this particular situation. Is that voice acted or is all the way through? Yep. Nice, That's nice, good. very Every nice. single line, very nice. Absolutely voice acted. Uh, all the jokes are exactly very much 
in the spirit and voice of Larry. Um, there are a couple of departures from other stuff. Like in previous games, Larry always introduced himself the same way. Larry, <laughs> Larry Laffer. There's, there are times when he doesn't do that. And for someone who's played a few of these games, you, you notice that shit and you're like, all right, I'll forgive it. But like, let's, let's not, not change it too much. You know, there's little things like that. But other than that, it's a fuck. If you like the other games, you'll love this game too. Cool. Awesome. Is it only on Steam? Do you know if it's on any other platforms? That's a good question. I will look right now. Okay. While you're looking that up, uh, what else? Oh, we can talk uh, Watch Dogs. <laughs> Co, I'm curious if, well, first I'll tell you a story, and then I'll ask if you had this uh, issue or if this is just a me issue. So on, when can we play that, uh, People are saying Steam and GOG. Tomorrow. Gotcha. Uh, Actually, I think you can play it today. I think you can play it today. Copy, but uh, but we, anyway. we played it on Monday, right? Yeah, Monday. We, we I did a sponsor stream on Monday for it. I think you did a sponsor stream with for a different sponsor on Monday as well. Um, and so I got the key like last week. I booted it up. It, it played fine around the benchmark. Make sure everything worked. It was fine. Uh, I get an email on Sunday saying like, hey, there's something happening. You might need to re-download it or something like that. Whatever. So I got to re-download it, and I, I uh, this is on Monday morning. Got to re-download it before the stream. Hit start, doesn't start. So I'm like, oh, God, there's an issue here. Like, something's wrong. So I, I messaged the, the sponsor and said, like, hey, I'm having some issues. It, it won't start. I'm not sure what to do. And they're like, oh, did you do XYZ? Yep, did XYZ. Did you try doing uh, ABC? Yep, did that. Uh, four hours go by. We're an hour into the allotted sponsor time. While I'm on air, also, at the same time, juggling the fact that Phil Spencer is going to come on the show today in text. So this was all happening in tandem with one another. It was a busy Monday. Turns out, after four hours of troubleshooting, <clears throat> I was downloading Watch Dogs 1. <laughs> because it says, when you, when you get the gold version of Watch Dogs Legion, you get Watch Dogs 1 as well. And it says Watch Dogs 1, like, coming soon. And I kept trying to download that, and it wouldn't load or anything. And sure enough, four hours later, the guy goes, are you sure that you're not downloading the wrong game? <laughs> there we go. Oh, my God, JP. I felt so bad. I felt so bad. From an IT perspective, he basically just went, is the computer plugged in? <laughs> Dude, have you so... attempted to power on the machine? Is that why the monitor is black? Here's the thing. Why wouldn't I be able to download Watch Dogs 1 on PC? Like it that should boot. <laughs> so the fact that it wasn't booting and it wasn't it was coming soon was you like remember the text right I sent you about Watch Dogs? Yes. Yeah. 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 Was that yeah. same thing? Yeah. Well, it's like, so does your copy of Watch Dogs work? Yeah, so I, like, uh, the night before, I, like, downloaded the game, and it took a long-ass time, yeah. and it was, like, it's, like, 50 gigs, and I started up, and it's, like, you don't have the proper language packs, and I was, like, oh, that's proper weird. language packs, so I'm going back and forth with, um, with the guy, and, like, trying to figure out what's going on, and, you know, like, nothing's working right, and everything's broken, and I, you know, reinstall this, and try this, and you sure you're on the right version, well, okay, delete your download cache, all this and finally, they were just like, okay, just give me another key. Like, they give me another key, install it. Perfect. And I was just like, how does this even happen? Like, <laughs> literally just another key fixed the issue. 
But um, I've never seen that happen before. It even took, which was even stranger. That, that never happens either. It just like overwrote what was there. And then when I went to install the second time, it's like, oh, would you like to uh, play the game in English? And it's like, yeah, yes. Funny enough, they gave me. Okay, cool. Great. Awesome. They gave me four new keys thinking that it might be that same bug. But nope. It was just downloading Watch Dogs 1. <laughs> What's the whole anyway issue? after our install woes i just um so stupid i felt so I bad I, that... I sent the guys a bottle of liquor afterwards because i felt oh. horrible i was like dude i wasted four hours of your time and you were purely stressed because of my dumbass. let me let me send you a bottle of something go ahead zeke when after you realized what happened i just i just saw a thought bubble with that, with that old Chappelle is Rick James, and it's me just going. Yeah. You're with me now. This is my world. Yeah, man. It was. This is how I do things. It was very upsetting. Um, yeah. Anyways, Watch Dogs 2. Uh, me and Co spent, uh, I think, two hours with it each. Sorry. Yeah, that's the other thing. I keep calling it the wrong game every single time. Because it's no longer like numerical. <laughs> and I was trying to download Watch Dogs 1 the entire time. Watch Dogs Legion. It's not even Watch Dogs 3. It's just Legion. Jesus Christ. Uh, Co, what'd you think? I'll, I I have footage still on my channel, so I'll, I'll play those you, thoughts. How about this? You you tell your, your stuff first, because I actually really want to hear this. Okay. Um, well, I guess we should probably start out with the... Uh, this is also not Leisure Suit Larry. Um... We should start out with the, the comment like, was I a big Watch Dogs 1 and 2 fan? Not necessarily. I think I probably spent more time in Watch Dogs 1 multiplayer uh, back in the day mm. um, than I did the actual game. Uh, and Watch Dogs 2 was fine. I felt it was a little bit... Uh, I don't want to go as far as to say cringy from like a story perspective, but like... There was a lot of like wokeness in that game. <laughs> I, I like to say to be it. It wasn't our demographic. Let's go with that. Target audience. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So I necessarily didn't play it that long. Um, for me, with this game, I was most excited going into it from a uh, the the tech in the game. Uh, it's it's very RTX. Um, R RTX is very uh, relevant in the game. It's kind of everywhere. You can see right here in this footage, it's like the car has RTX, the puddles have RTX, the windows have RTX. Like it's in some cases a little bit like too reflective. Um, sometimes like there necessarily wouldn't be that much reflection in real life, but it is a good looking game. Um, and also from a tech perspective, I was running uh, DLSS 2.0, which is like AI uh, sampling. I don't, I don't know if it's super or sub sampling. That's where my knowledge starts to uh, wane a little bit, but that's why I'm most interested in this game is the tech side of things. Um, but I had a pretty good time. Um, I will say that streaming this game for a sponsored stream, as well as having all of those issues with just like downloading the wrong game, uh, I'll be restarting the game later today or tomorrow whenever I do my playthrough because I don't remember half the shit that happened. I, I remember the opening of the game and then um, you get to kind of choose a starting character, which is one of the the big things in the game. Um, that you can basically, I, I guess, walk up to any human that you see on the screen and recruit them. Um, and that could be like literally anyone. I mean, they, they have like old people, young people, hip, 
people. Yes, it can. Moms, uh, dads, everyone. Um, and I'm, I, I know that we were talking before the show, so uh, I, I can kind of lead into this. I played a, I think I was like a middle-aged woman who was very rich. And her boon or whatever you want to call it, her, her trait, was that I got this car that I'm driving for free which is like some super nice sports car. Um, the funny part about that is that the game has auto driving. It doesn't go very fast when you're in auto drive. Uh, and so that's what I did for the entirety of the two hour portion of the stream was just auto drive everywhere to see how the AI handled it. It never went faster than this. Uh, and it generally did a pretty good job of like driving itself. <laughs> to the, the place i'll probably use this function a lot uh throughout the game i, I think it's pretty cool it observes um proper turns uh and proper lights which was cool to see uh in a game like that i also got stuck in traffic for like 15 minutes uh because the car that i got out of to get in this car was blocking the traffic and no one would get in and move it so i was just stuck for a little while um but yeah it, it doesn't seem at least in the first two hours i, I wasn't the two hours that I played, I wasn't really able to like grasp the story of this uh, apart from the intro scene. It, it seems like the they're going for, I don't want to say like meme style of, of story, but it doesn't seem as like uh, hyper serious uh, as some other titles uh, that you, you can definitely get into. It doesn't seem as hyper serious as maybe two. Um, from the, the time that I played with that. But yeah, I, I want to jump back into it. I, I want to see, there's a lot of different things that I didn't unlock when it comes to like hacking. Uh, I had a bunch of people code tell me that you were hacking different drones and like using those to fly. Never even saw that. Uh, I alternatively was hacking boats and making them drive erratically, which was really fun. Because uh, you can just make them like speed up and slam into other boats. And that was pretty cool. Um, but yeah, I, I, I want to see the actual, I want to see more gameplay of it. Um, you have to do like a recruit mission every time you go up and recruit someone. And, uh, I did one of those and I, I should probably do a couple more main story quests before I do. Cause it was asking me, uh, it was clearly introducing me to things that I didn't know how to actually deal with when it came to the game mechanics. So I was just brute forcing my way through like security checkpoints that I'm supposed to hack or, um, power lines that I'm supposed to follow and like swap so they connect and you can open different doors and get into that stuff and download all that stuff. Um, I kind of had to learn that stuff in mission rather than through tutorial. Um, the combat's a little bit, what's the word that I would describe it? Light is maybe how I would describe it. Um, it just, it seems like when you punch someone, it doesn't have that like, doesn't have that punch to it, essentially. It just seems a little bit light, is what I would say. Um, and the shooting, at least with this person, which, again, I think it's a middle-aged woman. I think other people might have better skills when shooting, because I had, like, a taser. Didn't work that well. Um, I had to do, like, four headshots to kill someone. So uh, I will definitely try recruiting, like, I think you can recruit actual hitmen um or john wicks if their trailers are to go anything or to go buy anything so we'll see but yeah I, i'm interested i want to play more uh, i'm not sure if i'll do a full playthrough i'm also not sure how long the game is i know review uh the re review embargo lifted this morning uh but i didn't get a chance to read to see how long the actual game is but yeah those are my thoughts on it co what are your thoughts 
So I had a a pretty dramatically different experience. Um, first of all, to get to get the stuff out of the way, um, it it was beautiful. I thought the game was pretty pretty beautiful. A um, lot of lot of good stuff in regards to that. Um, the thing that was a little bit uh, weird for me. First of all, when you pick your character, um, I jokingly was like, oh, this guy has a motorcycle. Like, I'll pick him. Um, what I didn't anticipate is that what they would do is they would distill down every feature and, and design decision that uh, co-carnage disagreed or hated from Watch Dogs 2 <laughs> and actually install every one of those into a single character uh, in Watch Dog Legion and then, and then trick me into picking him. Ah. Um, I was, I, this guy was like, like from the words he said to the way he said it to his, just like at one point, you know, he's like, Hey, do you, you know, do you want to help out London? And the guy's like, Oh, you're dead sick. Right. That's cool. You know? And, and my guy's just like, Oh yeah, go democracy or whatever. And it's just like, go democracy or whatever. Like, like it, it was, it's, he was just like everything about this person i fundamentally hated on a personal <laughs> level um and it really kind of like it made me it made me have a very hard time taking like any the of the beginning series. stuff seriously yeah um you know i was i i kind of did a lot of main missions um and some of them were were you know pretty standard open world fare like go here hack this get a little thing but like literally every time this guy talked i was just like <laughs> uh which definitely had some issues um now there were also some bugs and stuff now here's here's the and and before you know i but i don't really just want to like rip on this game entirely but I, I will say this i will say this um one of the things i was really interested about this game was to see how they were going to handle this kind of living environment where everybody can be recruited and my thinking was like okay this could be really interesting this could be really cool um, I, I wonder how they're going to pull this off and make it actually be engaging and interesting. And again, not to be rude, but I, I feel like they failed on that miserably. Really? So basically what happens is you're a random person, right? You walk up to somebody and you make a comment like, hey, do you want to help London? So the person... Now, keep in mind, like, according to the story, not really any spoilers, but according to the person, or according to the story, you're, like, the one member of this organization that's, like, a, basically a guerrilla organization that people are trying to kill. The next line out of their mouth is, oh, you must be dead sec. That's so cool. I've been looking for you. And it's like, okay. And then at that point, you're like, yeah, do you want to join us? And then here's where it gets weird. The, every single person you talk to has this, like, deep dark secret slash story that they need your help with so like one person was like this dude that looked like he just walked out of an apple store and he was like <laughs> yeah so i was running guns with my buddies for the resistance team the other week and i need help bust them out of jail or you know just and, and like another guy was like yeah you know my my mate's dying and i need to get a medicine and like every single person had a story that yeah. just seemed like a general container quest and ev and, and literally i talked to like seven people in a row like I just stood on the, the corner of a street and I just talked to people. Every single person I talked to, 
hey, you want to help London? Oh, cool, you're dead sec, awesome. And then they would just launch into their personal quest. And it, I immediately was like, this feels like the most basic way you could do this possible. Like sure. zero thought, like no nuance, like just container quest with random pickup quest. Like it was so generic. It was so just like uninspired. Um, and by the time I talked to the seventh person, I was just like, man, like, I don't know, guys. Like, I literally, I had to stop doing it because it was just making me be like, this is, like, this is not what I was expecting at all. Like, I thought at least they'd have a little conversation. At least there'd be some interesting thing. But literally every person you talk to, hey, you want to help London? Oh, cool, you're dead sec. And it's just like, launch into generic quest to get you on our team 01. Hmm. Um, which was, again, really unfortunate. Because basically that just means that every person is just a walking random container of, you know, a quest out of a big log and one welcome thing and a, and a random voice and a random thing. And it's just like, I, I was really hoping for more. When they explained the system, I thought it was going to be something really like interesting and intuitive. I wasn't expecting just like literally the most basic possible system of this type. Sure. Um, so that was kind of a big letdown. I'm not going to be, I'm not going to lie. That was, that was a pretty big letdown. Um, now, Here's the thing. There were parts of the game that I had fun in. Uh, the gunplay seems very um, not relaxed. I said light. Uh, forgiving. Is... Okay, it yeah. Forgiving. That's a good one. Like, I, I certainly at times felt like the game was giving me better shots than I was taking. Um, <laughs> which, you know, isn't necessarily a bad thing. Maybe it's just it's just for controllers. But I will say, like, the gunplay and stuff was 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 pretty easy. It does have this weird mechanic where you just do significantly less damage if you're far away, which was a little bit odd. Hmm. Um, I, I, it's kind of like, we're using like, a pistol? Like maybe it's like a, using the stun gun thing. So oh, like maybe yeah. there's some, maybe they slow down like really quick or have a fall off or something. I don't know. Um, but I, I, the combat was kind of cool. Like some of the, the gadgets were kind of cool. Um, but more importantly, like, and, and to kind of bring this full circle, the guy I picked was just terrible. Like it, it I really, <laughs> really didn't like it. He just hated him um, as a character. I just, I just really didn't like it. And so one of the things that I think I'm going to do is there, there, I've heard enough good things from people like you. I know Dan's gaming had a good time. So tomorrow morning you can, yeah, this is the dude. Oh my God. Um, so tomorrow morning, what I'm going to do is I'm going to restart. I'm going to go from the very beginning and I'm going to make team geriatric. That was my goal. And I'm going to try to find like the oldest, like most regular looking dudes I possibly can and like avoid all the young kid peoples, um, you know, and, and just see if I can like more tailor the experience to what I'm looking for. Because I will say this to the game's credit. If it turns out that by picking a lot of like older individuals that you can tailor a more Watch Dogs 1 experience than Watch Dogs 2, that'll be kind of awesome. What do you mean by the that? Idea that Watch Dogs 1 was a lot more kind of like, now none of them are realistic, but it was a lot more muted. It was a lot more just kind of like regular, where Watch Dogs 2 was like super try-hard in-your-face comedy. Like, they they wanted so much to relate to you. I, I got such a like, hello, fellow children's feeling from Watch I Dogs see. 2. But I just didn't really get in Watch Dogs 1. So I'm, I'm, I'm wondering if like this game is to the point where you can kind of like pick and choose the lens in which you kind of view the game and if they actually pull that off if i play this tomorrow and by the end of my four hour morning block i'm like okay that like i like these characters better this is a, m a more interesting experience for me i gotta say i'm gonna be pretty impressed with it as a whole 
Um, because that's an interesting concept of being able to kind of like pick how your game presents itself via your decisions and and in choosing kind of like the storytellers right. in a way. Um, so I'm I, you know, for that alone, I'm willing to give it another try to see like, let's see if let's see if this works. So, you know, I'm going to be picking grandmas and like 50 plus year old software technicians and like all, all the people that I would think would just be like regular dudes. And I'm going to see if it kind of like spins it on its head from this run. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm curious. Cause I only, I failed the recruit mission that I did, which is interesting. Cause I don't think that you can retry it. If you fail it, it just said failed. And so I think I like lost not, that person people everywhere. Yeah. I mean, so yeah. I, I guess the idea is you could just go grab someone else. Um, but I, I also think when I restart, I, I might turn on permadeath that might make me oh, more well. interested in the characters that I'm playing because of the fact that they're, you know, if they die, they die. I, I think that's yeah. interesting. Um, I also don't know what I'm happens if thing. like all of your characters die is the run you over lose the game. It actually says it right there. It really? says the game ends. If you, if you lose all of your characters and the game ends. Yeah. Ooh. Okay. Which is I think that's cool. Like I, I have to admit though, I have to admit like. I got into a couple pretty hairy situations. It is very forgiving. Like, like you can kind of duck into an empty room and get behind a box in a corner, and the guys will pretty quickly forget about you. Were you playing on uh, hard? I got pursued. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I got pursued a couple times, and like on by police, take a few back roads, and they're off you. Um, it 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 was not a situation where I felt like somebody that has like experience with these types of games. Like I'd say we do. Uh, I don't think it's going to be that bad especially with the forgiving gunplay um yeah they're also to be blunt there were a few times where the ai was a little questionable yeah i got like, the same thing too uh yeah like especially there was this one mission i did where i had to like um go into this uh this drug lord area i think and like dude i was just like walking around murdering everybody like right next to their buddies and uh and it was not an issue one of them would aggro me and i would just like sit behind a thing and pop out to, like three guys in a row and then you know it, it was yeah i think it'll be i think the idea behind permadeath is that most people will take it, but then the game is kind of balanced around not being a miserable experience. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, <laughs> even on hard. Um, but we'll see. We'll see. Yeah. But uh, I didn't really have any issues at all with it. Are you wearing an RTX jacket? <laughs> no, I just randomly picked like when, when I, I decided to pick the clothes that I felt fit this guy's personality. Um, so I was picking just like ridiculous stuff and was just trying to maybe salvage something. It didn't work. Gotcha. From a uh, tech side of things, are you are you running uh, DLSS here, or did you have it turned off? Yeah, DLSS with with full ray tracing. This was on my new, uh, especially for my my. I did a split sponsored thing with Origin and Nvidia, so I was using a, a new Origin machine uh, with a thirty eighty in it. Yeah, and uh, yeah, it it ran beautifully. Like I had no you, issues. The best the best part about the game was how it looked. Do you know what profile oh, of DLSS you had, you chose in the options? Quality. Quality. Okay, that's what I was running too. Everything was maxed for me. Yeah. Yeah, there, there's like. What are the other options for that? If quality. Someone was doing a stream about it tomorrow. Perhaps. Yeah, no, it's <laughs> it's there's four and it goes down from the top. So quality, balance, performance, and ultra performance. Yep. And uh, ray tracing also has quality levels too. So you don't necessarily need like a top of the line card to use this stuff. Um, you can use previous RTX models as well. Hashtag ad. Yeah. <laughs> nice, nice. Yeah, uh, just works. Yeah, I, I find it interesting. Uh, this is outside of Watch Dogs, but I find it interesting that like this is the game where NVIDIA's marketing money is going for pushing uh, like RTX and DLSS. Oh. I mean, it looks good. 
I mean, it, 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 there's no question it looks good. Like, just driving around, one thing that I kind of liked about it, there's puddles and stuff everywhere. Yeah. And, uh, and, it, and like, they're all, especially with the, the high uh, ray tracing, they all reflected all over the place. I was constantly remarking about it. Like, it actually looked good. Like, they wouldn't have, it does. believe it or not, they wouldn't have had to pay me to say that. Um, <laughs> yeah. It actually, like, looked good. Yeah. So, it, I, uh, a lot of the buildings are, like, full glass. You can drive by them in your car and, like, see the reflection of everything that is going on, like, in real time, which is kind of nice you know coming from like old school like witcher one stuff back in the day like there's no question it looks pretty nice i had a bunch of uh comments where like do you think it looked like it was too reflective did you ever get the sense that like you would look at a puddle and be like now wait a minute here it wouldn't like fully reflect that room one to one or you or yeah these Um, windows right i mean i guess that would reflect i I think i think that it this game just like you, you said earlier they want to show it off in this game. True. So I wouldn't I wouldn't be surprised at all if it was a little hyper-realistic, specifically so they could be like, look how pretty it is. Um, you know. Yeah. I, I think there were definitely times when it when it was probably a little more than realistic, but um still looked pretty. <laughs> yeah, it, it looks very and I, I I think like I think I dropped to maybe fifty in some scenarios, um, on a thirty eighty as well. Um but it was generally like 60 to 70 in, in most of the things that I was doing with everything on high. Um, I, I had a bunch of people in my chat, Barry, one of them, Elu as well, um, who live in London and like know this city. Uh, and they said like the reproduction of it was pretty good that like they, it looked like London. It felt like they were in London. Uh, it felt like they had been there. In a lot there's, of a, there's a lot of nuance in the world design, which was kind of nice. I was remarking on that too. There's like, you know, you can go down long stretches of, of road and there's like litter and, you know, a lot of like little personal touch kind of stuff all over the place. A lot of, a lot of immersive factors. There's a, there's a lot of things in the game that kind of lends itself to immersion. Yeah. Um, a lot of organic looking streets and buildings and things that it would look like in real life, not just structured, you know, hard edges everywhere. And, and yeah, it's, it's really not that bad in that regard. Yeah. I will also, I'll also note, uh, I don't know if this is the case for you, but maybe you got drivers and I didn't, but, uh, we're not on like the, in, uh, NVIDIA optimized drivers for this. So whenever yeah. those do come out, it might bump up the FPS. I would assume that like the DLSS profiles that it uses probably will be updated, um, in the next 24 hours or 48 hours. I don't know why this, this is the, that, that was the yeah, RTX quality say, replay like, there. What the hell is that? It looks like shit. I'm not getting it. This is, uh. <laughs> Twitch alternative VODs here. Uh, it looks like it just like <laughs> downscaled for some reason to a different res. Let's force it. Uh, there we go. Now we're now we're looking at 1080 60 fluid. There you go. Um, yeah, yeah. And like, look at the floor here. Like that RTX is amazing looking. Uh, it looks fantastic in that room. Oh wait, 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 wait. Hold on, hold on. I think I think this is the guy. Hold on. Heard you need some help. What's up? You're the crew that's been sticking it to Albion. Can't believe someone else is. I thought I was alone, right? Not doing much, just putting the word out. You take an action, huh, mate? Yeah, I was getting pretty bull sitting around watching old sitcoms. Plus, you know, go democracy or whatever. <laughs> I can see your face. <laughs> Dude, I seriously was just like, what? Like, what this, is, this is the guy? I was got <sighs> bored sitting around watching sitcoms, so go democracy or whatever? Like, oh, my God. Yeah. Oh, my God. I, oh, like, until I saw this footage i was actually going to tweet out go democracy with a link to vote.org there you go don't do it now <laughs> just make sure to add go, or whatever yeah after or whatever go yeah democracy, go democracy or whatever, or whatever. Or whatever. Or whatever. yeah 
Um, this this was about the time that this guy just like I was on the fence about it, but that that was a conversation that it just it just lost me. I yeah. was just like, oh man, oh this is not for me. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Uh, we saw a little bit of a close up there. I will say the the hair thing engine whatever that they're using in the game, it probably is like the worst looking aspect of the game uh, that I can see uh, or that I saw. Um, for whatever reason, the hair just looks a little bit weird um throughout the oh, game. also the lip syncing i i'm pretty sure because they had so many different characters they use some kind of ai algorithmic oh. mass effect andromeda style lip syncing thing because like whoops uh there were times <laughs> when it was just like <laughs> hey listen listen you know, i want you to auto listen. drive right i want you to listen real carefully okay i'm <gasps> gonna drive like american like it should i don't care about any of these like one-way oh, streets and driving no i will drive america comes with me where i go you heard that's how this works so if yeah. i if i go to london then i'm get, everyone else is driving wrong and i'm the one that's driving properly like a true american i see okay noted noted um, Okona. yeah the, my side note i almost got killed in australia for that reason because <laughs> i was like nope no cars coming jesus shit <laughs> you're just looking the wrong way it'll happen it'll happen um I do have a concern. Uh, we've talked a lot about like the fact that you can, you know, play as anyone or whatever is their big, uh, their big pitch. Uh, I, I hope that they flesh out the characters enough to where I actually care about them. And it's not just like super topical um, going through, I, I guess, like however long the 20 plus hour experience or 15 hour plus experience. Um, Cause I, I think that that would be like the inverse of watchdogs Two, where in watchdogs Two, I hated the character because of the character and in this game, I'll hate the character because there is no character. It's just like, you know, a one note style uh, approach. Um, but I, I can't really say because I only spent so little time with it. Um, but I hope that's not the case. Um, there are like main characters, I would say. Um, the Boy game characters. Yeah, yeah. yeah there, uh, I, and there's like an AI. Um, an AI that also curses, which is rather like cursed a lot <laughs> of the game yeah he had a lot of he, character he, to him he's very uh personified for yeah sure. yeah that was that was rather they want you to like him they try hard to make you like him for sure i haven't seen this like <laughs> drone style gameplay this yet. Is one of the story missions. Yeah. okay gotcha i control the spider that's pretty cool that like find the drone and stuff around was was pretty cool yeah it, it worked pretty well I had no idea what I was doing, which is why I have this slew of things on me. It, this is a stealth mission, by the way, obviously. Nice. Um, well done stealthing here. I already screwed it up, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, if but, you hide um, in there, Co, they won't find you. <laughs> this is actually work? They did. Okay. No, they stayed outside shooting at me through the walls is what they did. So, yeah, my, my master plan, unfortunately, was not very masterful. Nice. Um yeah, you can see him out there. He, he detected me the whole time. Now, cool enough, if you do evade them and, like, fly behind something on the outside area, they will eventually just, like, let you go. And they'll just go back to their normal patrol. So there is, like, a hiding technique, unfortunately, just in that building. It didn't work. Sure, sure. Makes sense. So, yeah, I'm sure we'll have some more to say on this uh, next week because we're going to most. I think both of us will spend some more time with it um, over the Last next Last thing I'll days. say about it, microtransactions. <laughs> I didn't. So that was one thing. Chat kept asking, like, "Hey, can you can you go look at the microtransactions?" And in the in the ad moment, I was like, "You know, we'll take a look at those maybe tomorrow." Because I don't know how <laughs> to do that right now and just turn yeah, everything I negative. I definitely looked at them, and chat erupted. 
Oh, I'm like, sure. You yeah. know, face bombs and stuff. What do we have? And, what are the options? What, what, some guy what, can I buy like, levels? What, what do we have? Oh, you game? can you can you actually buy like like characters. Oh, really? Like you buy? Yeah, it's it's there's an extensive little store in the game from what I saw. Um, there's like you buy a bunch of skins and stuff, and they're super flashy. And that you can also, I didn't really follow this. You can buy a currency, and then with that, I think you buy in-game money. There was some conversion thing that I didn't sure. quite understand because obviously I don't I don't use any of that stuff. Um, but yeah, there's 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 stuff. Um, so yeah, it's it. No, it's not gotcha. It's not it's not there's random. No boxes. It's, it's a store. It's a yeah. store. Yeah. yeah. Um, but it, it looked to be pretty extensive and, um, yeah, it was, yeah. So people, people were, of course, like I opened it and was looking at it for a little bit and just kind of like closed it with my eyes wide. Right. And someone in chat is like, Ko's not going to talk about like the, the store. And I was like, everyone knows exactly how I feel about stores like this. I hate these. Like this is, this is not like, yeah, I like, and I think I specifically said during the cast, I was like, I like to think when I pay $60 for a game, I'm getting the full experience. And when I see something like this, I immediately feel the opposite. Sure. Do you know if you could? That's just how it is. Could you buy? Uh, what is? Is it tech points? Is that the resource to like level up in the game? I don't know. I wanted to say it was whatever the in-game currency was, maybe. Okay. Um, but yeah, I'd have to. I again, I'd, I'd have to look again. Yeah, I, I haven't looked at it. Yet. I'll probably take a look at it today just to to see what is uh, in there. I I know that like the gold edition of the game does have some different skins in it that are very ridiculous looking um that i think are just like generally available as mtx as well but we'll take a look at that yeah i walked out of doing like the first mission and you know where i was told like you're the only one you're the you're the only person that can you know do this you are the the revival of dead sec and i immediately walk out the door and there's like three people (laughs) and i was like i was like where did you guys who are you and like one had like cat ears sure and like you know and i was just sitting here like what is going and one of the guys had my crazy ridiculous jacket on should have been them up twinsies um but yeah apparently they're all uh uh, side characters they give you they just give you these characters if you have like an addition to the game so you just like get them in your hideout um so yeah that was that was a thing i guess those are also part of the uh yeah the new stuff i didn't either i didn't see that or i saw that and i just skipped past it because i didn't know what they were but that makes sense for sure. We'll, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll take a look at that later when we jump back into it. But yeah, uh, I think the review Metacritic is hovering around like 70 right now. So it makes sense kind of why. Not terrible. Yeah, it, it makes sense why Ubi kind of pushed this out before the uh, the big craze in, uh, in November and is going to focus on uh, Assassin's Creed um, for next gen stuff. But. Yeah, it's it's uh if you got a thirty eight and you're looking for something, kind of like push those cards and and see what uh, what games uh, utilize them. This seems like one that will do that for sure. Uh, but we can't really. We've only spent two hours with it, so apart from that, uh, tough to weigh in. We'll we'll probably have more to uh, to say. Yeah, chat points out if you have a thirty eight next week uh, to see like the second opinion. We'll see if it gets any better. Well, I think we're both uh, we we both have the idea of picking only older characters. I don't know like how much you can build your team in the sense of the numbers. So I don't know if it's like four people or eight people or 12 or whatever, but we'll just have to see. Um, I also don't know if I'm going to play permadeath. I feel like that would be frustrating if I just 
walked into I'm, an I'm area. I'm going to turn it on. See what happens. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, it's going to be interesting if you like start to like a character and then he gets killed. And it's going to be interesting. It's going to be interesting. The unlocks do seem to go between characters, so that's good. If nothing else, you unlock like tech, and then you can just kind of like slot it in like equipment to different characters. So yeah, yeah. that's good at least. You won't lose like a lot of progress. Yeah, for sure. Uh, well, cool. That's Watch Dogs too. We'll have more to say about it next week once we uh, jump in and play a little bit more. Uh, <laughs> Zeke, do you have anything else you can talk about that I can find vods of? <laughs> because man, we don't have shit to talk about because we don't have vods to talk about. Uh, I've only been playing Destiny two and, and Watch Dogs. I just said Watch Dogs two again. Watch Dogs Legion. Uh, that's all I've been playing. You said Destiny Legion. 2. No, no, I said Destiny 2, but earlier I said Watch Dogs 2. Oh, okay. okay. <sighs> oh, talk about, like, prevalent. Uh, I, when, I, when I went to get a... I, I got a motorcycle over the weekend. Sure. And the guy is, like, showing me how it works and everything. And uh, he was like, yeah, you know, the guy inside... And this is, like, an old guy. Like, 40-plus, like, southern dude. Bald head. You know, bike mechanic kind of guy. <laughs> okay. And... And he's sitting there and he's like, yeah, you know, uh, I heard you play video games. Like, that's what your, th your thing's video games. I was like, oh, man, this is going to be interesting. And I was like, yeah, yeah, you know, I, I, I'm a streamer. I play video games. And he goes, oh, that's cool. That's cool. I probably got about 7,000 hours between one and two. Uh, Destiny. Oh, wow. Really? <laughs> I, was like, I was like, what? And he's like, yeah, you know, I'm in a guild called Dads of Destiny. Uh, you got to have a kid to be in it. And, uh, and, and it awesome. turns out this guy is just awesome. Like he's just this, this, and he starts telling me about like, there's people in the area that play together. And like, you know, he's been playing for years. Can't wait for the expansion coming out later this year. It turns out to be like super chill, cool guy. But I just thought that was kind of funny. It definitely made me think of like all the destiny people that play. And like, this is actually kind of a badass community that's, that's formed around this game. Like, yeah. Kind of, I, I know, special. I know Phil special. plays a lot of destiny as well. That's like one of his games he plays a lot of So it, It's got a huge community still. You just, I feel like Destiny is, in, and we don't have to talk about it. We talked about it in depth, but uh, they a perfect example of where the Destiny community is. They released a new Vidoc yesterday for their uh, upcoming expansion in November, and the number one response that I saw to it... Well, guys, I'm 36 and I'm old. Calm down. Yeah. The number one yeah, response right. I saw to it uh, was just like, fool me once, shame on you. Fool me twice, shame on me. So I'm not going to buy this, because uh, I feel like that community has just been... They've said so much things, so many things, and changed the plan for that game so many times that people are just like, I'm just going to wait. You know, I'm just going to wait and see what happens. Because uh, track record's a little rough. Just going to it, you know, and, and just kind of see where it goes. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it has been very active, though. I, there's a shit ton of people still playing that game. I was very surprised. Uh, but Zeke, what about you? Anything else? I know you're playing a lot of uh, that Larry game. Because I can't pronounce mm -hmm. it. Uh, what else? Yeah. Any, anything else you've been uh, rocking lately? I finished. Uh, finally finished Wasteland Three. Like, oh, nice. It, it's it's surprising how long a game takes when you only play it like one or two hours here and there. Um, but I finally finished it up. Uh, it was it was great. I had a blast through all the way through. Um, I played it on Supreme Jerk, and I would say the last twenty five percent of the game was pretty easy after even on supreme jerk after you know getting all the stuff you want and kind of figuring out how to do shit i will say the vehicle if you get the vehicle in a fight it's fucking over it's dumb it's like you just run over everybody and and keep your repair guy behind him that's it i mean you just run over everybody you don't even have to shoot 
I was skipping turns just to get back to the truck again. Um, <laughs> but I also like stumbled upon a secret like golden Scorpatron thing where you find like huh. it's a, a time capsule or whatever. I, I, di- I didn't even know it was in the game. And I stumbled upon it. I was like, holy shit, a gold Scorpatron. What the fuck is this? Defeated it. Search the area, and then there was this like note. It's like, congratulations, you found the gold Scorpatron and defeated it. You also found this thing. Uh, we're having a contest, so if you send in the screenshot of this uh, to our email, we might uh, draw your name and send you some like Wasteland Three swag. And I was like, oh, that's pretty cool. Nice. I was like, I'm probably too late. And I was like, oh no, let's go until November thirtieth. So I'm good. That's that's great. There you go. <laughs> but that was cool. I mean, that was a cool little thing that I was completely unaware of. They fixed um, loading in that game. They pat. They're still patching. I assume. Boy, so. oh boy, did they ever! Yeah, it's that's good to hear. Yes, Flop yes, whatever. It is probably like what took three minutes now takes like thirty seconds. Oh wow! They really, really cut down on the fucking load times. Um, and they called the patch "Save Scummers Delight," which is perfect. <laughs> um, <laughs> really? Yeah. Wow. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. They actually yeah. tagged me in those patch notes. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Well, they did. Oh, oh, that's awesome. Okay, that's awesome. Yeah. But yeah, if you if you were waiting to play it or waiting to go back, now I mean it's a good time now because the the load times are drastically cut. That's great. Um, I also like. Well, I finished the game. It's pretty good. I I didn't. Uh, I don't know if there's a perfect ending where everyone like by the end likes you. I'm not sure if you can do that. I don't know. Um, but I did all right. I'd say like 70% of the people that I I had with me, like we're still on my side by the end of the game. <laughs> yeah, that's cool. Um, um, to go along with... But the, I also... Uh, oh, go ahead. I was going to say, to go along with Wasteland there, I was just scrolling through news to see if there's anything they missed. Uh, two hours ago, they announced that they had reached 1 million players uh, on the game. So nice. that's awesome. For which one? For Wasteland 3 awesome yeah damn i wonder I, I wonder how much of that is game pass you oh, know probably a lot like that's probably a pretty significant chunk i would think that is awesome which is cool Good to see Lord. that you know that many that's a lot of people <laughs> to be honest uh, a lot more than i would have expected for sure so uh zeke i think were you gonna say something else about wasteland 3 no i was gonna uh, go on to the next game i haven't played cool let's do it okay um it was a game i played on indie day uh indie sunday or one of the games i played for indie week uh was suggested to me by a, a friend and mod called i um i've heard about this yeah i played uh i played a little bit more of it uh after the uh the stream was over and i found myself i found myself liking it a lot um it's uh remember how um the second south park game played like the battles were like a grid sure mm-hmm. like you'd move up and they'd have like attacks that would go like in a straight line or in a like they'd have a, a square of effect or something like that it's kind of like that it's turn-based on a grid uh like uh i don't know if it's like jrpg style i don't know if that it would actually count like that but it's sort of like that um one of the one of the things that uh, you have to do during a battle is you have to 
like it forces you kind of to pay attention because you do a spell and all of the spells have like a point of contact and you have to press a button like as close to that point of contact as you can to get the maximum effect out of it. So if I cast like a fireball, I'll throw the fireball down. And if I press the button at exactly the right moment, when it hits the ground on the enemy, it'll, it'll pop up. It'll say great. And that means you've done the max damage or it'll say nice, which means you've done the second amount of damage or it'll say oops, which means you've done minimum. You've done terrible. So there's three like things. And also when the enemies are attacking you as well. So they'll throw a chair and you'll see it come down. And if you hit it exactly at the point of contact, it will do least amount of damage kind of a thing. Nice. Um, so it keeps you like uh, invested in the, uh, the action of the combat. You can't just like put the controller down uh, if it's not your turn kind of thing. Um, the, the music is, is immersive and good. I really enjoyed the music. Um, the, the story is it's intriguing. It seems like it's it seems like it's going to be deceptive as far as how much, how deep it's going to go. Like, it starts with this girl who's looking for her sister uh, at this uh, the school that's shut up, its, shut up its borders, this witch school that shut up its borders, or its walls, excuse me. Um, so you're looking for your sister and stuff. And it feels like as the game progresses, it's going to deal with deeper issues, but I'm not sure. It could stay surface, because right now it's pretty surface level, kind of goofy. Uh, a little like talking about uh, uh, the relationships, like high school kid relationships um, between friends and and family and and uh, you know crushes and that kind of shit. But it seems like it might has the potential to get a little deeper. Sure. Um, I'm not sure yet. But the gameplay is satisfying. Um, the dialogue is is good. The music uh, is unintrusive, but fits the fits the game very well. And I'm I'm still playing it. I'm having fun. I've put about, well, goddamn, I'm playing it offline, so the hours are not, they lie. It says I've, I've got 34 hours into it, but that's because I leave it on. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, so I've left it on multiple times for, like, you know, overnight. <laughs> have uh, Have you played Earthbound before? You know, no, that's one of those games I missed. I was going to say it looks, it looks exactly like Earthbound. 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 I've never played it. Yeah, yeah. 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 You might, you might. Actually, I don't, Chad, does Earthbound hold up in 20... I don't know if it would... I don't know if you would enjoy it in 2020. I think most of the people would have rose-tinted glasses on it, but... A few months ago... I, liked, I like Chrono um, Trigger. That's, I oh, forgot you, it. You probably like it then, absolutely. If yeah. uh, you can get one of those little Super Nintendo, like, USB things, the little tiny systems. They made one of the Nintendo Super Nintendo, and it's on that. Uh, wow. I was playing it a few months ago, and it certainly is like... It's, it's, it's still Earthbound, man. I mean, if you like old-school RPGs definitely there yeah might be worth checking out for sure uh um, oh, also i played um uh remothered broken porcelain oh yeah i remember you said you're gonna check that out was your experience uh similar to ko's and the absurdity of remothered the terrible thing about this game is that the story is a, i mean it's a little convoluted it's a little like <laughs> you don't, I don't think you needed that i don't think you needed that many twists and turns but it was not bad. The story was not bad. It was just a little bit much on like like soap opera. Like this person did this, and then this happened, and then that happened. 
and it's like kind of difficult to follow. But in and of itself, the story was not bad. The controls were, yes, they were, <laughs> they were bad. They were. And you played the patch versions. <laughs> I did. I did. I can only imagine what you went through. Holy crap. Um, it was a, it was definitely a jank fest. And <laughs> I mean, after the first time that you like get spotted by the stalker, whoever the stalker is at that moment, after the first time you get spotted, you're like, holy shit, I'm backed into a corner. How do I get out of this? And you're like, oh, you just kind of jog around them. Well, all right. That certainly takes away the suspense of the game. Because <laughs> you like, you like, oh shit, I'm back to the corner. You're like, ha, ha, they're gonna grab me. And then you like jog by them and then you turn around and you see them go, ah, like long after you're gone. And you're like, oh my favorite, my favorite okay. is when they would get you completely trapped and they're gonna do something to you, and they would grab you and throw you behind them mm-hmm. without doing any damage. And then you'd just be like, Oh, thanks. Yeah. Like, like no damage, no hits. They just be like, like, throw behind you. And then you just run off. Sure. That's how it works. Yep. Cool. Yeah. Makes a lot of okay. sense. Yeah. <laughs> uh, one of my favorite aspects of the game was how some of the voice acting was pristine and good. And the other voice acting was like AirPods in a bathroom. <laughs> did the guy have did he alternate between the lisp and no lisp with you oh i didn't i didn't uh pay attention to that part like i, I wasn't looking for it so i might not have seen i didn't see it that but part i didn't see like you were talking like... to an you're talking to an old lady it's like i'm talking to you from a professional microphone in a studio and then the grandma was like i'm talking to you i sent this <laughs> do you want an mp3 or do you want a dot wav do you want a web <laughs> Oh boy! Sounds like the oh, right, right. sounds like a winner. Yeah, sounds like yeah, yeah. It's funny. I yeah. do think I picked up on the same thing. I was like, right when the game ended, I was like, man, I kind of hope one day this game gets remade by a studio that could actually like make just just. Did you play the first remothered game too, or did you just play Broken Porcelain? I think I played. I played a few hours of the first one, but I like, I kind of hope one. I kind of hope one day a studio like gets remothered one and two and like makes it into like one actually good game. Like there's a lot of good meat in there. And some of the voice acting was great. Like, but just, there was just so much terrible in there too. Uh, Oh my Lord. Hopefully one day, hopefully one day. Maybe so. Uh, Anything else? Zeke? No, I played a little Far Cry yesterday, but that was just for funsies. Yeah. Yeah. I saw your, does Far Cry hold? Did they patch that game to hold up? Still good? Still have fun? It's. I mean, it's 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 like uh, for for that game for me is like looking at a like looking at the asking about the table that you play D and D on. It's ah. just a platform to like fuck around. Platform for absurd. But it wor- I mean, it, it worked. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Uh, oddly it enough, works exactly the way I want it to. Um, like ragdoll effects, like uh, the things that that happen when you like uh, fuck up the controls of like an airplane or a, a helicopter. 
and you're trying to shoot and you end up just like ejecting and falling all the way to your death. Yeah. Like, that, that's the fun part of those games. Oddly enough, one of the, before we deleted all the clips and, and VODs on the channel, uh, that clip popped up or a clip popped up from that game of, I guess you could like recruit AI to help you or like a partner or something. Yeah, you hire them. Yep. yep. Yeah. And I, I hired a guy with a rocket launcher and they have no sense of uh, spatial awareness. So like the guy would go to shoot. They go, I got him. Walk up right next to a tree, pull up his rocket launcher, fire the rocket launcher, shoot the tree with two feet in front of him and just explode me and him and kill us both. Uh, and that's what I remember from that game is that guy who just couldn't control a rocket launcher. He was also very broken, <laughs> though, when he could actually hit things because <laughs> he had yeah, a rocket launcher. Sure. But yeah, yeah. Uh, let's go ahead and do got some, uh, some shout outs after after because we, we got a little bit of time. If you got some more stuff, we can do shout outs, though, in this. So then we'll let uh, Phil do shout outs in the second part. Things. Okay. Yeah, you, you do yours, and we'll, we'll circle back to Zeke. We just got an Anthem blog. In 2020, what does it say? It's it's basically talking about how they're remaking things. This is, we want to, uh, Javelin gameplay and builds. We want to improve this too, so we're excited to hear what you think about the changes we are trialing around the concept of, in quotes, builds. All items are categorized to one of the 11 available equipment slots. Weapons are either primary or secondary, allowing distinctiveness in their role. Mods and artifact slots replace components. But like the I Hey, they're trying. Yeah. <laughs> but it's just kind of like it's kind of like really? You're gonna like make a feature like weapons are either primary or secondary. Like that's never been done before. Like, oh my lord. They're adding like skill trees and and just they're yeah. Oh man, I don't know. Oh Lord, I, I, yeah, this is gonna be interesting. Wait, what is? Oh, well, they're sticking with it though. Is like, this they're the... sticking with it? So if you scroll down, they have scrolled, scrolled to what, the. Bottom. I have no idea. What, what is, that is this? Hold on, let me see if I can like get this image blown up. Is that the skill tree? I don't. What are we looking at there? I don't know what that is. That's just like a code stack or something. No clue. Look, we're doing things. <laughs> what do the boxes say? Can we can we blow it up? No, like I, I went to grab the image itself, but I can't even like. Oh wow! If you make the page bigger, it doesn't do anything to the image. And you can't even like grab the image at higher res. Yeah, I don't know what that is. Open image in new tab. Oh, it's blurry. Whatever that is, it's super blurry. It looks like some kind of massive decision tree thing. I don't, I don't know. I don't know what that is. I, it, Very it low res. Yeah, couldn't tell you. Uh, this looks a lot like anyway. Destiny's UI right here. Yeah. <laughs> so that's that's there for anyone that wants to, you know, all the, all those people that are anxiously awaiting more Anthem information. Yeah. Um, Jeez. It's there. And also, uh, one other thing I wanted to talk about, um, just real quick, it's a game I actually played three days. Really enjoyed it. Uh, Solasta. Uh, Solasta that's Crown right. of the Magister. I ended up playing through the entire EA um, had actually like a really good time with it. It's a pretty cool take on 5e. It's doing some some interesting things. Like it doesn't really compete with Baldur's Gate 3. Obviously, like it's a it's a it's a more indie-based studio, and you know, the the voice acting and animations are just they're just not up like to the same quality yeah. as Baldur's Gate 3, to put it bluntly. Um, but I had a really good time with it. And like I said, it's doing some really cool, it's just got like a lot of good ideas. 
like you open the map and it shows you where all the chests are around you. And if you mouse over them, it says if they've been opened or not. And if they have, what's still in them? And it's like, that's super handy. Their map is like a 3D representation. You can click anywhere to zoom the camera to it. Basic stuff. But it's like, man, I wish this was in Baldur's Gate 3. And, um, oh yeah. And, and yeah, it's, early, I'm sorry, not EA. I always say EA. It's early access. It's only like, <laughs> it's the first, it's the very first part of the game. It's super rough. It's basically like a, an alpha slash beta. Uh, the side quests aren't even in. Uh, another really cool concept, which when I first learned about it, I was like, okay, this should be in every game. This is incredible. There's a guild in the main city called the Scavengers Guild. And you talk to them and they're like, yeah, so here's the deal. There's a bunch of camps all around the world and you take over the camps and set them up for us. And then what we're going to do is we're going to follow you around. And anytime you essentially clear an area, we're going to go through, loot everything you didn't and sell it for you. And if there's any like really good items, we'll let you have that. And then we'll just take like a little small fee. And I was just like, so you're saying I don't have to loot 17 great axes, four pieces of leather, 16 chain mails, and like have to organize my inventory. But <laughs> like, you know, like, yeah. this is awesome. It's a smart way <laughs> oh to my handle God. that. Yeah. So it was cool. It was, it was really cool. And uh, I definitely, I definitely had some fun with it. Cool. Uh, very, very early access feels very early access. Um, but it is, it is a, there's a huge amount of potential in this game. Uh, very straightforward and, and usable UI, which I really liked as well. And uh, yeah, I, I got all the way to the, I ended up playing all the way to like the screen that tells you you finished early access and had a great time the whole time. Cool. I was yeah, we'll, bummed when I got to it for sure. We'll keep an eye on it. Um, I know that's another, I guess, just like Baldur's Gate, it's another fifth edition uh, centric game. So I definitely have yep. uh, interest in seeing where that goes. Oh, and funny enough is Chess say, yes, I am in the game and I actually play the first scavenger. Oh, I, I'm, well, I'm no wonder you like that... the guild so much. <laughs> I'm a grizzled old drunk guy that tells stories nobody believes. It's fantastic. Fantastic. There you go. <laughs> uh, Zeke, I think you had some other stuff you wanted to mention real quick. Uh, nope. Nope. Oh. I was, I was going to, I was going to just bring up the fact that I got, I got tricked into putting a raccoon penis in my mouth for, um, on stream. All right. I saw that. That was good. You can check my Twitter for that if you want. Okay. All right. <laughs> it was just an anecdote in case we needed to fill some time. There you go. No, we're good. We're good. Uh, like and said, on that note, <laughs> Phil Spector's here. No, Phil. I always call him Phil Spector because I think that's his Halloween name. Yeah. I should have. Here's yeah. the thing with saying that. That's the ultimate segue, right? I should have never said that. Phil Spector. I, I said that as a joke and now chat said it so much that I just say it wrongly. And so now I'm so nervous. I, I stared at the mirror last night. I was like, Spencer, Phil Spencer. <laughs> Phil Spencer. <laughs> so we'll see what happens. Uh, or, you know, you could say Phil from Xbox and everyone would know who you're talking about. It's true. It's true. He is He is like those one. He is a Beyonce. Beyonce you become the, like the uh, face of it in many yeah, ways. Yeah, the gaming world. Sure. He's that one, one, name, uh, one name dude uh, for sure. Let's do some shout outs though for the three of us here. And then uh, we can try to uh, use that for more question time uh, when Phil does join us here in the next couple of minutes. Uh, we are gonna take a break though, after we do some shout outs uh, and get uh, get our ad break in um, and get everything set up though. So uh, Zeke, you wanna do some shout outs for us? You betcha. Yo everybody, thank you very much for watching. My name is Ezekiel the third. You can find me at or slash Ezekiel underscore III on Twitch, Twitter, and YouTube. Uh, I will be uh, doing Watch Dogs tomorrow at uh, 10 a.m. If you want to, 10 a.m. Pacific time. 
If you want to check out my take on the 3080, sponsored uh, by uh, NVIDIA. And then uh, Friday, I was not sure what I was going to do Friday, but I think it might be time to to finally check out Baldur's Gate. I don't know. Nice. I, think it, I think it's probably died, died down uh, quite a bit on yeah. Twitch. So I can pick it up and uh, maybe be one of the, one of a few, only a few that are playing it. So maybe we'll do that. Maybe the whole day will be character creation. Who knows? But uh, <laughs> and then uh, Saturday, Saturday is going to be a very fun day. I'm going to be reading a new Iron Face story uh, by my friend uh, and uh, cohort Sarkulicho, and it's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, our kicks the Kickstarter for that actually hit 20k, so I'm really excited. Awesome. That's all I got. Cool. Co. What's going on in your neck of the woods? Absolutely. Uh, as always, thank you to JP and Zeke, and a pre-thank you for the amazing interview from Mr. Phil Spencer today. <laughs> um, just mm. phenomenal. Anyway, my name is Co. Hi, it's good to see you. Tomorrow, we're going to be starting Watch Dogs 3 from the beginning. I'm going to focus on the things I like. We're going to make Team Geriatric, and I'm hoping for a, a much better experience. So I hope you join me for that. We're going to be starting at 8 a.m. ET. Tonight, we are playing Hades at 6.30. We beat EM4 Hell Mode uh hades last night and we'll be moving on to continue our push towards getting every quest done and achieving the epilogue and hell mode we're also gonna be drinking lots of beer so hope to see you there this evening at 6 30 and then as we move on to this weekend we're gonna be checking out the visage patch uh which is gonna be implementing new storylines we're also gonna be checking out little hope uh maybe with barry and doing all sorts of other fun stuff to wrap up in october including more of the witcher Three, which we just got to heart of stone and we're on possibly one of the best quests in the game so hope to see you there for it should be a lot of fun as always. Uh, thank you for watching and see you in just a few minutes for the interview with Phil Smith. Yeah. Uh, as for me right now, the only thing on the docket uh, is some watchdogs Legion, not two. tried to download one. I couldn't get it, but Legion, we do got access to that. We'll be playing that after the show today. Um, and yeah, that's kind of where we've, uh, what we've got on the, uh, this calendar for now, obviously, as we go into November, it's going to be a pretty crazy month. Um, if you want to see just releases in general or what we've got coming up on the channel in terms of what we're going to play in the order that we're going to play it in, uh, that's all over at itme.jp slash jpedia. So uh, a lot of people are asking if this is pre-recorded with Phil. Nope, we're just taking a break early oh. so that we can get him in here uh, as quick as possible and uh, get back to asking him questions because we do only have a uh, an allotted time. Uh, and so we're going to try to maximize that time. Right now, though, we're going to take a break. We'll get Phil in here and uh, we'll come back as soon as we can uh for a, a fun little interview should be good uh thank you guys for watching we'll be right back with more drop frames right after this we'll see you guys then and... hello everyone welcome back to drop frames phil how's it going welcome to uh the show glad to have you here man uh my first time on drop frames i'm excited thanks for having me on yeah, I, uh, it's, a, it's a pleasure to have you here. This is one of those things where uh, when we got contacted and, and they're like, yeah, would you like to have Phil on the show? I'd, we didn't really know if it was going to be a real thing. <laughs> I don't know if you're aware of this, but you're kind of a big deal in the gaming world. So it, it is our absolute uh, pleasure to have you here. And we're, we're really excited about it. No, thanks. Thanks. Uh, um, I, I appreciate what you guys are doing. I think you do a, a good job. I the thing I, I like is you're informative. You cover a lot of genres, a lot of games. Um, I think you kind of stay, you stay in the space of let's just constructively talk about the art form of video games and what's going on, which I just think is fantastic and we should have more of in our industry. So I appreciate that. Awesome. Pleasure to, uh, glad to hear that. 
Uh, Can we just end the show there? Like, like yeah, that's it. That's all. <laughs> it's gonna be all downhill. It's gonna be all just crap from here on out. Can we use that quote on our DVD set when it comes? Absolutely. <laughs> true. DVDs, nice. Living in, living in the past. Uh, Second only to our laser disc edition. Exactly. Yeah. 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 Uh, well, we only have you for a short time, uh, and we got a lot of stuff we want to ask you. So I, I want to dive right into it. Uh, the the internet is always kind of talking and 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 wondering. Uh, Phil, there's there's been a lot of discussion over this, so I'm just gonna come at you with the hardest hitting question that I can right out of the gate. What's your what's your max bench right now? What uh, you obviously lift. There's no doubt about it. You could probably take all of us easily. So what what do you what's your bench up to these days? You know, the funny thing is, uh, I do I do go and, and and work out. I was there this morning. I don't actually bench very much, but. <laughs> I look at my like pictures of my grandfather who was like this, this massively chested guy with these little like T-Rex arms sticking out. And it's, it's basically like many things in our lives, all hereditary. So my, my physical, what I am is just from my genes. That's it. <laughs> nice. All right. There we go. The internet had to know. So no, yeah. but you know, let, let's move on to the actual questions here. Uh, we're coming up on launch week, obviously super exciting time for the industry. Super exciting time for you guys at uh, at Xbox. What's the uh, the day to day like right now for you and the company? Are you guys checking up on console allocations with distributors, or is everything kind of set in motion at this point, and you're starting to look ahead to the future? Yeah, you know, all of our day one units are at retailers or are very close to that. I mean, we've seen some pictures on the internet of uh, units on the shelf, so we've built all of our obviously day one allocations and. We know what our uh, supply will look like uh, basically for, for the rest of the year, um, just because the lead times in hardware. And we're going to have more demand than we do supply. And I'll apologize in advance to people for that. We kind of saw it with pre-order, just like how much energy there was. And we were basically out in a couple of hours, which is unfortunate. Um, and I think we're going to live in that world for a, a few months that we're going to have a lot more demand than we do supply. So on the supply chain side, it's like, what can we do to get more inventory, to get more inventory? Um, but most of my energy is focused on the next couple of years. Yeah, that's where I'm spending most of my time right now. Uh, you know, the industry is is constantly changing for the most part, but the idea of, of console hardware being released every couple of years is still a constant. Um, for you guys at Xbox, what's different this time around compared to the past? And, and what are your goals for the brand this generation? Yeah, I, I try to keep us gold on the same things, which are how many people play um, in the Xbox community. And I mean that if somebody's playing on PC and they're connected to Xbox Live and are playing one of our first party games, obviously, if they're on our console, they're in our community. Now with xCloud, we're even, you know, we have some players on, on mobile devices and stuff. It's the goals I try to keep the team really charging against. How many people are playing? How are they enjoying it? How often are they playing? Um, and not to try to get overly prescriptive about where they're playing, on what version of what device. Uh, it's really just can we make Xbox as um, as kind of inclusive and engaging to as many people, as many gamers as possible. Do you look at like past, uh, you know, consoles and, and constantly compare, you know, it, it, it 360 was at this point at this time, or are you just constantly looking ahead? Like, is it is it not worth even comparing uh, console to console in that way? 
I'm laughing because I literally just came out of my uh, one-on-one with Andrew Goosen, who's one of our graphics, uh, kind of graphic architects. And we were both chuckling about where we were in what we call Durango, which was the code name for the launch of the original Xbox One, uh, compared to where we are now um, on, on the Scarlet generation. And we are months ahead of where we were on the previous generation from a development platform. Like when I was, I was running first party at the time with Durango and the teams were working hard. It's not an effort thing, but I would say we were kind of building the landing gear as the plane was coming down on Durango. And for those that were building games for the Xbox one launch, it was a a challenge. Um, And the development platform, we still have work to go do on our development platform, but I feel like we're months and months ahead um, from that perspective, um, which is good because we want to, we want developers to have you know, as easy of a time as they can building games on a new platform, um, taking their feedback and growing. And it's good because we're seeing a lot of, uh, you know, a lot of games in development right now already doing some amazing thing with things with the technology. Awesome. Awesome. Uh, I don't want to hog all the questions. So Zeke, I know you had one. Sure. Uh, not to like blatantly kiss your ass or anything, but um <laughs> But game pass, here we go. Game pass All is, right, let's well, go uh, ahead and uh, yeah. I'm not yeah, not to do exactly what I'm about to do, but I'm about to do it. Here we go. <laughs> Hold on, let me get some chapstick here. No, no. Uh, game Pass is really amazing as far as like getting games for cheap. Like it's, I, I do a lot of indie games and stuff, and whenever I do one, I, I I say who developed it, who published it, and the price tag, and they're like, and many people are very apt to tell me like when. They're like, it's on Game Pass right now. I'm like, and it happens constantly. Um, now, let me read my script here. It says, <laughs> I, didn't wanna, I didn't wanna mess up the question. Uh, <laughs> Game Pass has become the gold standard for playing new or much desired titles on the cheap. How much of your time is spent on deciding uh, how to keep it that way and what content to acquire? Ah, uh, yeah, love that. I mean, it's one of the, one of the best parts of my job is looking at new games in development. Um, I just did that this week, looking at the roadmap over the next few years, because we we get really good insight from both our big third-party publishing partners, but as well as you talk about so much of what happens on a console now is actually coming from indie, independent developers, where you know, 10, 15 years ago, that wasn't the case. Everything came through a traditional publisher. So you've got your publisher relationships and your studio team relationships and trying to look at what bets we're going to go make. The things I like to highlight in Game Pass um, are the unexpected surprises. The thing, the game, like I'm playing The Tourist right now, which is just fantastic. If people haven't played Tourist, it's it's awesome, awesome game. And, you know, finding games that can find a, a an audience through many different means, because we know when we talk to indie developers, discoverability is their biggest challenge, whether it's on Xbox or PlayStation or Steam or anywhere. How do you just get known? So if we can offer uh, in Game Pass an opportunity for a game to find a player that it might not have found, and consequently the player to find a game that they might not have found uh, and find something new to start playing, just, you know, that is, that's to me, that's what Game Pass is about is discovering, you know, it's our cheesy kind of line, discover your next favorite game. Uh, but I kind of mean that, like go find a game that you might not have picked up if retail was the only choice and give it a try. Oh, okay. So that kind of leads perfectly to something I wanted to ask you. So first of all, um, quick comment first. We had Brian Fargo 
on the show a while back. Extremely cool, candid, and open gentleman. We had a, we had a great interview. And one of the really interesting things we talked about him with, and, and just to say, you know, I think a lot of people kind of felt this initially. When Microsoft has been, Microsoft's a big company. It's been acquiring yeah. studios. And in Exile, one of my favorite studios for a long time, it got picked up by Microsoft. And of course, many of us were kind of like, what does this mean? You know, that the, sure. it can go so many different directions. So it was it was so great when we had him on. And he just kept saying about, you know, like how many more doors had been opened. Like some of my favorite parts about the game, the music and stuff had been inspired by the support that you guys had given him and things of that nature, which is great. And tying in interestingly enough about to what you just said, we just heard today that Wasteland 3 has passed a million active players. Like to right. think as a CRPG fan that we would be here, like is yeah. just incredible. And I'm, I'm sure Game Pass has a big, you know, a big reason to think, uh, think for that. But one kind of question to bridge that gap between, you know, Brian and yourself is like, how has the reception been overall to Game Pass on a developer level? Um, traditionally, you know, sales have been tracked by units and things of that yeah. nature. And now in this new world, you know, it's, it's kind of, it's completely different. So how does that conversation go? Yeah, it, and it, you can imagine it's varied. Um, and there are people who really love the players that they find in Game Pass, and some of them are public about that. Um, and you, know, you can go look at the accounts. And I'll, I'll be honest, there are developers that have some concerns. And you know, my inbox is, is there, and I have conversations with a lot of those developers asking, what are our real long-term goals? You know, we get questions about, hey, is this just some kind of go secure a bunch of players and then rack the price up um, to, to a new level? I said, there's no plan uh, for us to do anything like that. We like the value that Game Pass is today. And from a business model, it's completely sustainable the way it is. Uh, and, and I mean that like that. That is it is. what. But anytime you, you change the model um, and I think this is healthy for. People have been in our industry, especially people who are running creative studios, to ask some questions. Does this diminish the value of a game if people aren't paying for a game? And what does that mean um, in the long run? If everybody starts subscribing, um, how do we get games greenlit? The number of platforms that games get developed for are going to go down uh, because of this. And, you know, I'm, I'm right there with them. It's not like I've got a crystal ball and I can tell somebody what what Game Pass is going to look like in five years. What I can say is our motivation is not to turn everybody into a subscriber. We think it's an option for people. We're not pulling our games out of retail. In fact, we've expanded. We put them in Steam. We have some games in EGS. Like we're out there giving people more options to go buy our games. Um, we obviously support free-to-play games, which don't have a big role today in Game Pass. Um, but that dialogue with creators around questions that they might have, I think is a real healthy one. And I don't shy away from the questions I get. The biggest question is usually around long-term value of content um, and what does this mean? Um, and I think those are, are good, healthy questions. The upside is we can take more creative chances than a pure retail model um, allows. We can go and green light games because we know we'll get millions of Game Pass players to engage and play the game, where if it was purely driven a green light based on how many units or revenue you might gain like just from that title, it can be more challenging. Um, and that's, I think, you know, the positive side of it is it allows us to take more creative risks. And I think the portfolio shows that, but we have to prove that over time as well. Very cool. Uh, when, when you look at the, the 
the idea of Game Pass and 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 what that's kind of done for Xbox in, in the past couple of months, even uh, just kind of almost out of nowhere, it just exploded, and everyone talks about, oh yeah, that game's on Game Pass, as Zeke was referencing earlier. Um, when it comes to developers, are you seeing anyone developing games with the idea that Game Pass is going to be the thing that you know gets it out to the masses? Does Game Pass come first before the idea from a developer, essentially? Yeah, you know, even just going to Coast question, even when I'm answering a question, I have to be careful because I have, there are studios now that are pitching us games that really only kind of work in a Game Pass model. And what I've said for the longest time publicly, and I believe this, is I'm not creating Game Pass to take options away from people. Like you can go buy Tell Me Why at retail. You can go buy Flight Sim at retail. And I think it's healthy that our industry has multiple business models. But I'll, I'll be honest, there are developers and studios that are coming and building almost a specific model that works in a subscription where it's hard to think about how that translates exactly to a retail model. And I want to entertain those ideas because um, I think creativity and people pushing on what some of the traditional boundaries of what a game is and how game distribution and, and, and kind of revenue should work is a good, good, healthy thing. Um, so, yeah, absolutely. We're getting. And ideas, even something like Tell Me Why and its episodic, the episodic nature of that game was something that was really built around a Game Pass model. Because traditionally, there have been some examples counter to this, but traditionally, episodic games at retail can struggle because your funnel just gets smaller with every version. Um, and we didn't see that with Tell Me Why. Um, you know, we saw really good engagement across all three chapters, which is awesome. Sure. Um, but that's a model that's influenced by Game Pass. So I want to say everything's available everywhere. Some of the ideas that come in are almost very specific to a subscription, and it makes us think about you know, how other people who don't want to subscribe would also get to play. Sure. Do you worry at all about, you know, you kind of look at where um, TV and like Netflix is right now, where everyone, there's so many different Netflixes out there. Um, do you worry about the game industry becoming there's so many game passes out there um, where that's kind of the main business of games, a subscription service ultimately? Yeah, you know, it's it's interesting in the video space because I don't think we've ever seen more money going in to TV production than we are right now. Like if you look at what Netflix is spending and Disney is spending and Amazon, Baba, you can go down the list. Um, we're seeing a real investment by into the creative teams that are going and building some pretty amazing things, which I think is an awesome part of 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 that of what that subscription at least has brought in the video space. The challenge is now I've got like six or seven video apps. You know, I'm on CBS, so That's I can right. watch my Star Trek <laughs> and I've you know, Netflix. I mean, and that the appification of television. I don't know. It hasn't helped me from a usability standpoint. Um, so when we think about gaming, this is why like our, our the experiment or not experiment, the deal we have with EA of EA Play coming into Game Pass is, I think, an interesting opportunity for us to say, can Game Pass not just be a subscription for the games that we create and go in, and sign, but also a place where other people, other publishers or, or studios could have almost more of a vertical channel? Um, inside of Game Pass. So you didn't feel like you had to go from app to app to app uh, to find the things that you want to go play. Um, and we could you know, do a better job of discovery of everything that you have available right now. I think that's both a Dash question in terms of how we highlight the games that you have, but also a Game Pass question. But yeah, we think a lot about that. Sure. Um, the Bethesda deal. It was one that I think 
no one really saw coming. I, I remember the day when that was announced. Uh, I think all three of us were like, wait, is this uh, our, our Slack channel lit up? Like this is not, did that really happen? Like there's like Christmas. I mean, it, wow. Oh, <laughs> yeah. It, it, it took the industry by surprise. Uh, and you know, so much has been said about it and, and about so many things around the deal and the idea of, you know, an exclusive title these days. What does that mean? You know, for yeah. you though, what, what's your take on the public's response to the deal? Um, I'll be honest, like, it, so it was a Monday, Sunday night, I couldn't sleep, you know, I knew that we were going to, I was honest, like, you know, I, I like the way I'm you set up like a I, novel. I, I, <laughs> it was, I was staring out at the rain. <laughs> I'm like, you know, I'm a, I'm a software engineer by trade. I come to Microsoft and all of a sudden, like I'm sitting here as the head of Xbox on the night before we're going to announce a $7.5 billion acquisition. Right. And I'm just laying there and like, what in the world? Like this is how in the, how did this happen? Um, and it, it was, you know, it was both kind of daunting and, and, and challenging and exciting and all of those things. Um, you know, the, I think the reaction, I, I, the most important reaction to me has been from the teams at Cinemax and hearing, and there's clearly there'll be questions. What does it mean? We talked about it early. Microsoft's a big company. What does this mean? But Todd Howard and I, we've always had regular conversations and Robert Altman, who's the CEO of Cinemax, but I've stayed in touch with them after the announce and um, taken from them a pulse of what's happening on those teams. You know, we're in the period where it's still being evaluated by some regulatory agencies. It should be all closed. Um, fairly early in 2021, but I, that was the most important thing to me is how are those teams feeling? Um, and a little bit of like what you said, with, and clearly there will be questions, so I'll go to a positive, but clearly in the end, we've got to prove out how we are as a partner for them. Um, but the thing I, I love in talking to Todd is just people getting excited about the opportunity of being closer to a platform company, closer to a company like Microsoft with the resources that we have to help them. And what Todd shared with me is, you know, he's looking forward to building the best games of his career. Um, and he's asking me, what can we do as, as Xbox to help him do that? And if I can have those conversations with the best creators, whether they're part of our team or are an independent developer or a publisher, you know, that's, that's what it's all about. Sure. I think you kind of had a follow-up to that in the next question. Here. For sure. Uh, first of all, I just wanted to read a comment I caught from chat. That I can agree more. Phil, we hope you write a book someday about this, <laughs> like about, about like how this journey went for, from like software engineer to $7.5 billion deals. Um, so not only talking about Bethesda, but like another company, Obsidian, one of my favorites that was recently acquired. One of the things that's kind of interesting about it is like, how <laughs> does Microsoft pitch this type of, of, of synergy with these companies? Um, what what do you offer them when you start with? Obviously, you know, the, the money and financial stuff's involved, but like, you know, kind of looking into a little bit of Brian Fargo's world and seeing kind of the intricacies of how he was able to do more. Is this the kind of thing you're hoping to do with like all the studios? And then you just mentioned the resources to Bethesda. Like, how does that relationship start and how does it evolve? Yeah, you know, one thing to remember is the games industry is actually, from a developer standpoint, um, not the largest industry. Like, we all kind of know each other, whether... You're working on one of the other first parties or you're at a third party publisher. And I've been around this industry for some will say too long, but long enough to know um, a lot of the people in the industry. So our first conversation is not our first conversation. These are, are people that we've known for quite a long time. I'd say that and I don't mean to speak for them. So like Brian should talk for Brian and Tim should talk for Tim Schaefer and um, you know they should all have their own voice. What I find most often, though, 
is creators that started a studio because they wanted to create amazing games with great teams. And running a team, an independent studio today is difficult. You're doing a lot of business development. You're doing a lot of pitching. You're doing a lot of things that aren't really building video games. There's a lot of the other things that have to happen for games to get built. So usually when it works, and it's it's not every situation we're the right partner or not every pub, uh, studio wants to be acquired, but when it does work, I think it's a, a leader or a creator who says, you know, I want to get back to spending my cycles writing and designing and building great games. And I want a lot of that other stuff that I've had to do as the head of the company um, to be handled by, by Microsoft and Xbox. And we can free up the cycles they have to go build the great games. And then like when Brian was talking about, if it's a team that needs more time or they need more resources for something like music licensing or clearances, those are areas where we can really help. And I think those have been the best experiences for us, partners where we can alleviate some of the kind of overhead of what it means to be a studio and really have them focus on being the best versions of themselves they can be. Awesome. Awesome. Just awesome. Um, just as a follow-up, uh, I just want to know how awesome is it to be able to call up just a, a game studio head and like do what everybody wants to do and complain about something about their game. Like, <laughs> <laughs> we, you know, we, you're like Todd, Todd, no, I'm playing your game. And, and, uh, I went through the wall, you know, we like, heard a story from, uh, we heard a story from Fargo, from Brian Fargo when he was on the show that you sent some QA emails, uh, when that game first launched, <laughs> which I think Zeke is subtly hitting at. <laughs> it's one of the downsides of being with me on the team is I, I, I do play a lot and, um, and I have <laughs> feedback and yeah, a buddy of mine and I were still co-oping through Wasteland three, which I just think the team at in exile did a fantastic job on. Um, there were certain things in co-op, which the team they've gone and they fixed, but we were having the sync problem. When we were both loading that we'd actually fail to, to load, but yeah, you know, it's, I, I come at this and of course it'll sound like PR when I say it, I'm a guy who started playing video games with my dad when I was five years old, um, never thinking that this is the job I would have, but I play almost every night. I mean, it's, it's what I do. Um, my daughters who are both now out of the house in college, you know, that was part of my experience with them. And I just really believe in what video games can do in terms of bringing communities together and storytelling and giving a unique perspective that I don't have with my own lived experience in my life. Um, so I just love this, but yeah, whether it's one of our teams or it's great to be able to know so many people in the community. And I try to use it as a force for good, not a force for evil. That's my, that's my goal. Hopefully I live up to that. Sure. He he's, was very positive about it. So I, okay. I think in that situation, you were fine. Yeah. Uh, you know, we started off. Oh, go, go like ahead. Zeke. Honored. Or, honored go ahead. to be getting, getting the bug report. <laughs> yes. Sorry, but yeah. That's true. That's true. Uh, well, there was a, sorry, there's a, there was one. And it actually came out this week where I got the new build of, or I think it was last week, I got the new build of Gears 5 on the Series X uh, from Mike Rayner and Mike Crump and the guys at the Coalition. And it felt different. Um, and I'll be the first to say I've never felt great when I'm playing a third-person shooter. I find that um, there it just doesn't feel as, as good as it should in my mind. And when I'm playing this game, it literally felt like almost a brand new game to me. Um, so I sent a piece of mail. I'm like, what's going on? Cause I like, this is, 
I, I am so much more in control of my characters in the game than I've ever felt in a Gears game. And then they built these graphs for us in terms of the latency differences, which I, I figured there were some, but I hadn't seen it in kind of numeric form like that. And then they actually ended up tweeting out some of the stats so the community could see it. So sometimes I'm actually praising the teams. It's not always that I'm finding a bug. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we we talk, uh, talked about at the, the start of the interview, you know, where you're at in terms of looking into the future. Um, how far out are you and the team thinking right now in terms of, you know, what's next hardware wise and, and on the software side, how early are you brought into kind of the development of games? Are you seeing and discussing stuff that's, you know, four years out, five years out, or, or what is that, uh, time look like? Yeah, the hardware roadmap is the longest just because hardware, and I say this as somebody who grew up building software, hardware is, is more difficult, the timelines, just because things are physical and they, they have assembly lines and all of those things. So, you know, already the hardware team has obviously done their work on, on Series S and Series X, and I, I, I applaud the work that they've done really proud of the work that they've done, but already thinking about what we would do next with the teams and really great conversations. Liz Hamron is our leader on our platform team and working with her and the teams on what's coming next has been great. On the game side, I'd say Matt Booty, who runs our first party studios, he has the job that I once had, and I'm conscious to not sit in there and kind of, kind of try to do both jobs. He's better as a first party head than I ever was. Um, and enable him in the studios to go and look at things. I probably see things two, two and a half years before um, they might come out. And uh, But I really want them to feel enabled. They green light the games. And I don't want to be the one that's dictating everything that should happen because we have a lot smarter people than I in those positions that can go do that. Do you feel like developers are, are eager to show you stuff or is that the, the dreaded, uh, like, oh, we got to show it to the big boss, right? Like th this is the, the yay or nay situation. <laughs> you might have to ask them. Yeah. I, um, <laughs> I, I mean, this, it's one thing that you have to think about every time. Like I have to think about when, how I show up. Um, I don't, I don't want to be over always positive. I don't want to be always critical. I, I need to strike a balance there. I want to add something. So if it's just meeting with me for some kind of checkbox thing, I'd rather just have you know the leader who who owns that area of our, our to go and think about it, uh, to, who owns it to go drive. But if there's context that I can give or input, um, those are great conversations for us. And I aspire to always be a constructive part of the process. I hope they don't dread it, um, but you know, maybe I'm not very self-aware sure. um, in that. You know, on the timelines, it was interesting cause just because I'm coming out of my one-on-one -on -one with Goosen um, that we just had. We were talking about, literally talking about back compat seven years from now. That was the topic of our conversation as we're <laughs> thinking about, hey, how how would we do back compat in this, you know, long in the future? And because we... And one of the things that we've just become known for is how we res respect the games that have been built previously on our platform. And we want that to be a key component of where we're going. Um, and some of those timelines are crazy long when you're making those kind of core architecture decisions in the silicon. Um, so some of the, I was just thinking about that when you asked, some of the discussions happen way early, sure. um, which can be fun to think that far out. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, I know we're, we're short um, for time. So a couple of last questions here, Zeke. Uh, I noticed your sweater, and I'm guessing it's probably, you know, because of Grounded and Outer Worlds, but I, I think it's probably pretty much confirmed that Fallout New Vegas 2 is coming out, so uh, can you just tell <laughs> when that's Sneak happening? Sneak it in. Sneak it. Here we go. Today, breaking I'm news. Probably. I'm trying to hide if there's something on my uh, shelf there. I don't want to leak that uh, Fallout New Vegas 2. Wait a minute. That would be fun. Wait a minute. We, we uh, actually have the power here. We can just... 
Zoom in hey, on the shelves. <laughs> no, no, no. JP, uh, JP, uh, in hand, in hand. Yeah. I've had to take everything off of the, uh, yeah. You know, that's, it's interesting when you, you know, you look at the RPG capability though, that we've amassed inside of our first party. Um, it's, it's some of the amazing, amazing creators in the history of RPGs. Um, it's a genre that I love. Um, so excited about what we've been able to do. That's, I'll just say that. Nice. There you go. There you go. Yeah, my, my three quick final thoughts is um, just if, 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 there's, if there's anything you can do to prevent another 76, you will eternally go down in history <laughs> as the best ever. Awesome. Also, just, you know, if you all are like having a dinner or something and you just kind of wanted to like, you know, coyly slide the Fallout IP to Obsidian, just, <laughs> uh, you know, it's cool too. And also, I just want to say finally, um, you're an incredibly <laughs> likable, well-spoken person. Xbox is very lucky to have you. Uh, thank you for coming on today. This has been awesome. Uh, and just phenomenal answers and really appreciate your time. Absolutely. Uh, that's, that's awesome. You guys have done a, a really cool job building the show and uh, it's an honor to be able to be on with you and keep being the, the way you are online. So, uh, cause it, I think it's great. Fantastic. Appreciate that. Last question I got for you is, you know, what are you excited most, uh, most for uh, in the coming weeks? Are, are you one to dive into the competitions lineup? Are you one to dive into your own? Like what, what are you most excited for in the, the coming weeks? <laughs> well, I'd say the thing I'm going to miss is the launch events with the fans, like, you know, going to one of the stores and just being there. It's obviously not a safe time for us to go do that um, is it's unfortunate. Um, we'll do some things online and virtual, and I hope they're great. But there's something about just the, the energy for any console launch. That's not an Xbox thing. Any console launch. Um, is just fantastic. And, you know, on the on the competition side, I'm, I'll say it. I wish. Uh, my friends at PlayStation, the best with their launch, um, Mark and Jim and everybody. And seriously, I, I want them to do a great job. Um, the thing that I'm most looking forward to, I just got the preview build of Tetris Effect Connected. Nice. Um, you know, Miz is one of the my, my good, good friends. And um, I know it's not the <laughs> highest fidelity, I, but uh, it's just a game when I, I saw it and it it's a game I've always loved, and now we get to bring it to Xbox, so it's some kind of added functionality. Um, I'm really looking forward to playing that. I saw I got, was getting the preview build. I think it might be on my console now, um, and I haven't played yet, so I'm really looking forward to that. Awesome. Uh, one last question. Did you get a PS5 pre-ordered? They were hard as hell to get, man. Like, Obviously, you can get the Xboxes, but did you get the PS5 pre-ordered? I, I was there like it, right when it went live. It was tough. Pre-orders, you know, for both of us, and Jim and I have actually had this discussion. Like we, you know, you, you have these pre-orders and you want it to be a positive event for the community. And it obviously it's hard. I mean, like I said, I think we were sold out in a couple hours. And then you say, well, what good was that? We end up with more frustrated people than <laughs> kind of people that is it. So, you know, I think as an industry, we're going to have to rethink that in some ways because uh, the bots and everything else, it's, uh, you know, it's, yeah. it's not a great situation. And, We've been doing de debriefs with all of our retailers. Hey, are there things that we could do um, to make this better? Maybe we do it through the dash. Of, I don't know. Like, uh, but anyway, I, I wish everybody the best through this launch. It's been a obviously a challenging year, um, and the fact that the teams of, of all of us have have been able to get the things done that they have is a testament to the commitment that the teams have. Sure, sure. Uh, well, it yeah, must it must elicit such mixed emotions when it's like console sells out which is phenomenal but it's like and you also know that it's it sold out so you can't yeah, get everyone to want one one it's just like it's it's such a double-edged sword it, yeah it, it, you're, you're so right Cody. like it's infuriating i saw it you know i i think 
like we, I think we sold more pre-sold more consoles that day in Japan than we sold the whole year or something like the volume wow. was just crazy. And we had our pre-order in India and it sold out like instantly. We've hardly ever sold consoles in markets like that uh, before because we really took a, a global view. But the amount of angst I got from people who are really wanting to get on into Xbox and this was their opportunity. We're going to build like from day one every week. There's more and more consoles coming in. So um, but it, yeah, you know, it's, I don't like having so many people who are you know, disappointed. So that's something I got to think about. Sure. That, I, I, this is just yes or no. Do <laughs> yeah. you get celebrities like get Phil Spencer on the phone? I want an Xbox. Like, it's like, uh, we have P Diddy's people on the phone. Um, yeah, does, does Keanu call you up? <laughs> that shit happen? I want to know, dude. <laughs> I will say Snoop Dogg got an Xbox fridge and you're going to ask him that? <laughs> Snoop's been with us for a long time. Like people who followed us, they know Snoop has been with us for a long time. I will say the amount of free stuff that rich people want is crazy. So what I tell <laughs> them when they ask me is I say, hey, I sent your free Xbox to the Boys and Girls Club and I'll send them a link to the store where they can go buy one. <laughs> like, you know, I think. <laughs> wow. Free Rich people want a lot of free stuff, but it's, uh, you know, <laughs> I want the consoles to go where they should go. So I, I'll awesome. just leave it at that. Horrible. <laughs> Fantastic. Fantastic. <laughs> uh, at the end of the shows, we always let our guests do shout outs. So whatever you feel like shouting out, uh, Phil, this is, uh, this is your moment by all means. Yeah. I just say shout out to all the gaming community. That's, uh, where that's, seen gaming as a great outlet for them during a year where so many of us have had challenge. It's, I know there's some toxic corners of, of the gaming community all up, but in general, it's just such, it's been an amazing time to see people using gaming as a way to stay connected to friends and family uh, and just showing their love of, of this, uh, this industry that I get to be a part of. So thanks for that. Awesome stuff. Phil, I know we kept you a little bit over, so apologies for that. Thank you so much for Problem. coming on drop frames. You're welcome back anytime. Thank you. All right. Bless, guys. Guys, yeah. that's it for the show. Thanks so much for watching Drop Frames. We'll be back next week with more coverage of the latest and greatest. We'll see you guys then. We're out of here.